0: the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: What's good, Internet? It's Monday, December 14th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 367, I'm your host, Austin Walker, joined today by Gita Jackson.
2: Hello, I'm Gita.
1: And Ricardo Contreras. It's Monday. It sure is. It feels <laughs> like
2: it. An extremely a Monday today. Only the three of us uh. today, so it'll be a
1: shorter one, probably. We'll see. Maybe we go long by mistake. Mm. It happens, you know? <laughs> um, How's everyone doing? How's everyone's weekend? How was everyone's... Uh. God, I guess the thing that didn't get talked about last week, I missed the last podcast... But unless you could see the future, I'm guessing you didn't talk about the Game Awards.
2: No, um, none of us were clairvoyant at that time. At,
1: at that point, Have <laughs> we that, become I've that? Since, since? yes, yeah, since,
2: since gained clairvoyance, but at that Congrats. time, it hadn't happened yet. Yeah. It's still my Hanukkah gift from David. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's I a know. Nice he's gift. a cool, he's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we made mostly this weekend, I cleaned the entire house and then made vegan lakas with homemade vegan sour cream, wow. which I'm very proud of
1: sure sure yeah that sounds good that sounds good it was um, really good so i guess we should i guess we should talk at least briefly about the game the, awards the game awards. you know the game awards the, the i think Heelys. it all i think we the were Keelys. all clair,
3: clairvoyant in one way in in that understanding that the last of us two was gonna
1: sweep whatever it was in despite the fact that like yeah, yeah. uh-huh including best direction which Gita mm. before we started the podcast you were saying like the thing that i think a lot of people have said at this point but you know you you were echoing it was like don't give best direction to studios that have crunch and that that like have stories yeah. of sexual you know misconduct being uh, d- kind of swept under the rug as quickly as possible those are not the things those are not the hallmarks of best direction
2: yeah, I, I think we can see from like uh, Ethan Gax really. I, I'm sorry for slaughtering your last name, buddy. But <laughs> okay. Ethan's really good coverage of the Ubisoft uh, sexual assault scandals and sexual harassment sc- scandals. Mm-hmm. That anytime you see this in a company, it con- like that behavior. People, people, people take their cues from the top about what is or is not permissible. And so ultimately, it is a failure of leadership when you see that happening at any company and also when you see crunch conditions happening at any company. This weekend I tweeted just because I started thinking about the retail and food service jobs I've had where we've experienced, you know, something that is basically crunch when we're all cramming to finish things at the last minute. Every single time that's happened, that's been cut because of bad management, bad leadership, and it's led to everyone being miserable and stressed out. And also, everyone uh, doing a worse job because they're yeah, extremely worse. tired. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> This is. The, I think it was you were the one this weekend who was saying like, have you ever had a group assignment at school?
4: Yes. And no one does it for
1: weeks, and then you spend all weekend trying to like. This is not a. This is not a. And I want to be clear. I understand that to some degree, what we're talking about is apples and oranges. Let me say that from from the position of someone who has worked on long term projects that do have extensive crunch periods at the end, you get worse shit. You get worse mm-hmm. shit, and when you take the time to instead. You know, either, either you know, budget uh, appropriately to begin with or slam on the brakes or cut stuff so that you can fit stuff into what your client budget allows. Or say, hey, we're not going to meet
2: this deadline. We're, we're not, not going meet to it. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're Ugh. not going to, and we're not going to rush to meet the next one. We're going to have to re- revise what we're reaching for here. All sorts of things like that. Like, the the outcome tends to be better in my experience. <laughs> so that's, um, that's
2: what leadership is. That's what being yeah. a boss is. People think that being a boss means that you get to make all the wild creative decisions. No. Being a boss means that you have to have some element of managerial skill also. And that means knowing how to adequately schedule things and get things organized behind the scenes. So crunch conditions do not happen. If you are a boss that allows crunch to happen, I I do not feel like I would be – I don't think there's any conditions in which I could call you a good boss.
1: Right. And the the other thing here is that like – and that's exactly it, right? Because this is – the, the, an award like this is ex, is an explicit claim about being a good boss. That is yeah. what Best Direction means. It was, hey, yeah. you did a good job being a boss over this this game, yeah. um, and. You know, I, I've said this before. Uh, I, I will say it again. We do not know how things are done across the industry in other studios. I don't know that that the folks at Square Enix did not have to crunch also for Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't mm-hmm. know what the, what the conditions were like at Sucker Punch. We've we read about about stuff at Supergiant. It seems nice. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm also genuinely and and generally skeptical in general about the way in which any time a company talks about how its own internal stuff is. And that's not me, you know, saying mm-hmm. fuck Greg Kasavin. it's just like, Hey, if I'm if – generally speaking, it is hard for me to um, just just default to a position. It's like, well, I'm sure the people who made Final Fantasy VII didn't crunch. Um, yeah, I, I mean, bet in they fact, fucking did.
2: I bet but, they did. That game took fucking forever to come out. <laughs> okay,
1: but in yeah. the cases where, right. But in the cases where we know that crunch happened, we should probably go out of our way not to make – not to deliver that award as we can
2: still uh, a group say- of critics. That the game is good, right? We can still say that we enjoyed the experience. But to say that it is the best direction of the year, I yeah. think we need to have more like a, a broader understanding of what that means rather than just like I like the game that, right. that adds the signaling to the rest. Like, if we're going to think about the Game Awards as we do the Oscars, the Oscars every mm-hmm. year is a narrative about what Hollywood thinks about itself that year, more so than it is awarding the best movie of the year. So, mm-hmm. on the year when the Artist won, for instance, you knew the minute that that ceremony started that was going to be the Artist because they had old timey like popcorn girls walking down the aisles and right. shit. You know, like that's like,
1: the, that's where they are, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah, now. that's the yeah. story about making movies that they're going to tell this year. You know, that's yeah. the one they want to celebrate. Um, and well, if we're going to treat the, you know, the game wars in the same way, then what we're essentially saying is interest wide. We don't care about sexual harassment scandals and we don't care about crunch. And I think that's fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's so frustrating because, you know, I, I, I want people to be, and, and this is a difficult thing that, that comes up in, in conversations around crunch and, and uh, around, you know, bad labor practices, uh, around the sexual harassment and, and misconduct scandals at, uh, at Ubisoft. Where you have people on teams saying no, please still support us because we are making things we love. We're glad that you know this person is not at the company anymore because he made my life fucking hell. I'm glad he's gone, but like I really worked hard on like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I want you to to play it. Um, and and it's tough because I I get that stuff, but I think this is a pretty clear line drawing thing for me is like we can we can you know if we want to hem and haw about do you support products that come out of broken companies because how do we know what company is actually broken and you know da, 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 da and you know you want to make space for people who say Again, you know, please support us even though our bo- our bosses are shitty. Um, uh, where I think it's safe to draw the line is we should not award shitty bosses. I yes, think that right. that's a pretty yes. – I think that that's a – I'm going to say it's pretty un- 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 uncontroversial. Don't worry. Don't worry. It will be controversial. Yeah. Someone <laughs> will click this and send it to people to get mad at me for saying that. Oh, um, no. Neil's actually a great boss. Uh, if you read these three interviews, it says that he's a great boss. Like, all right, we these have different – We just have him. different metrics.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: boy. Uh-huh. So, uh, anyway, uh, what were your favorite advertisements from the Game Awards?
2: Oh, you mean I have the, the two-hour advertisement show? Uh,
1: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I am trying, I'm struggling to think about what happened at the Game Awards this year, which is wild because I feel like every year there's been some things totally bonkers that has made this game, this show, like, weirdly unforgettable. Like, it's felt yeah. at least like the award show rem- Belonged to me in some way, you know. Like I feel like I, feel shit, like I just a- want
1: Gillette Man back. I feel like we haven't had a Gillette Man moment in forever. Or the
2: moment oh, where, um, like, a senior Nintendo employee appeared in Link cosplay.
1: Yeah, yeah, Kata, you said I want you had that. One. Yeah, please, Kata, What was yours? I, I had one it, but- because
3: it fucking it stuck out. It looked great. Uh, season.
1: Oh, um, okay.
3: Not where I thought you were going. No, but yeah,
1: yeah, season season did season did stick out and did look great.
3: Like just like the aesthetic of it. Um and it's just like very I feel like kid on a bike, yeah, looking so at like, animals, taking photos. Very what much a like illustration aesthetic. It's kind of yeah, it's hard to ex- describe because it's not quite um it's like cell shaded in places, but then like p- almost painterly in like certain backgrounds and stuff. It's a very like very That's cool beautiful. uh mm-hmm. look. And yeah, you're the um the main character is a black kid on a bike who's going around and documenting things with his camera and uh, a f- like a field audio recorder. And apparently, those are like the two kind of main mechanics. And like I'm just like, like so, so
2: down.
1: Ancient point, ruins radio and fan,
2: <laughs> right yeah, yeah, the really main is. character is a black per- kid on a bike. That's point number one. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like- old, old, old like handheld video camera and analog like, tape deck with a microphone uh-huh. attached to it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Big glasses. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. this is great. Um, yeah. Super excited. I'm down. That does
2: uh, actually refresh my memory a little bit, and Open Roads, the new game from Fulbright, looks yeah. really interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah shout
1: yes. out to Fulbright. I'm excited to see what Fulbright brings us next. You know,
2: Carrie Russell? Voicing, I was going say, Carrie the, Russell, the let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I also <laughs> really like the combination 3D animation and 2D animation that they're doing Yeah. On the looked that looked really neat. interesting.
1: That was really neat. Yeah, I did not expect that. Uh, Kato, I, I was so sure that you were going to say the time Mario got killed. The time
2: Mario got killed. Mario <laughs> and Luigi and Mario are both dead They're fucking dead.
1: They're both dead.
2: Different Smash
1: announcements. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. They're all there. All the, both the Mario brothers. Are there. If I was Waluigi and Wario, I would yeah. go from, after the first one, I'd be celebrating you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, yeah. one down, let's go. And the second yeah. one drops and it wasn't from you. It was from Sephiroth. You got to be like, all right, we got to lay low. I don't know how <laughs> this, this is going to go. They're out, they're out for all of us. All the um, um, I think
3: that it's surprising to me that of the Kingdom Hearts characters that exist, they put in Sephiroth instead of Sora. At this point, because now there's yeah, two Kingdom Hearts Pretty sure we it's were not. gonna get a
1: Sora. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I know that all Smash players are happy about another Sword Fighter, so mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you guys can God. get a final uh, a Fire Emblem character. God. You know, oh, after it's
4: this. So funny. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm really curious, um, given how fucking huge his sword is, though. Like, what that's gonna yeah. play out as? It's like
2: half of all of the stages. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. You, know? <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, you just you skewer all your enemies. Is that his downbeat? Yeah.
1: like <laughs> um, I'm not sure it's if actually he just, announced- so when he's holding it up it's another platform you can jump on. right <laughs> oh <laughs> great you
3: can stand on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think they've announced a they like walkthrough just yet so we don't have like specific uh, mechanical details on how he yeah. plays but Soon enough I'm they'll do the thing that they always do where Sakurai sits down and like goes God. like like frame by frame, here's what here's what this does, here's what this does. So, mm-hmm.
4: so I'm not a technical
2: player at all for Smash. I really do treat it as a party game, but I love those showcases so much. They're so Me fun. Too. <laughs> They're he
4: really just fun. knows
2: the game. Inside and out, and you learn like another. Incre- you learn all these incredible development details, and then just mm-hmm. to watch him play, I suddenly like aggressively understand why people treat this as a serious fighting game because totally. he's just so fucking good at it. <laughs>
1: totally. Um. The, the you know we talked some Bioware stuff because there are two Bioware things here. Oh, right. For time to smash the egg.
2: We, it, we saw a glimpse of the evil egg, and I. <laughs> smash I the egg appears. I and we, I say smash Vi- we I heard we heard voice also. Varric, is the other thing. spoke. You're yes. right. You're right. So we know Varrick is going to be in this game because I know there, know there are
1: people know- who want to smash the egg and there are the people win? who want to smash the egg. You know yeah. what I mean? So yes. yeah, fair. Um, I think both are allowed to listen to this podcast. I'm not here to to say you know your egg kink oh is bad. Smash yeah. the egg. Listen, Um, we all—it's Monday. There's an Um. egg-like character for people who have no idea what we're talking about. There's an egg-like character uh, in in the Dragon Age series who is a piece of shit. uh, I m o.
2: He's just a bald-headed elf who Mm -hmm. is condescending to you all the time. It's like Uh they really did write a character that I would have wanted to sleep with at 16, and that I would have wanted to ruin their life when I was 24. (laughs)
4: <laughs> you know, totally. <laughs> like um, they, the, they wrote
2: a, a warped tour bassist Essentially yes, You know, yes, the guy in the book in the rhythm section. He's not a drummer because, but he reads books, God. but just thinks he's smarter than all these yeah, kids who are at Warped uh-huh. Tour. Yeah, God. but you're not smarter than the kids at Warped Tour. Well, you're at is. Warped Tour. <laughs>
1: The thing is, he predates a Warped Tour. This is the thing that you learn in, right. in Dragon Age Inquisition yeah. is yeah. he's actually from like a, f- a foundational band that everyone's forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and everybody, like, he's like, you don't understand. All We're telling you, the you know, story of Cobra Starship cords. right
2: now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. It's game support.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. God. Um, and this trailer showed some, there's some big turtles. There's some magical kingdom looking places. Like, yeah. Literally one of the places in that trailer just looks like the magic kingdom. Uh, but I don't think that's to Vinter. I think Tavinter is the one that looks like a solar punk or not a solar punk, sorry, a magic punk, like neon magic emblems and stuff everywhere and some flying castle, like round ring castle thing in the sky. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It looks like,
2: you know. And I mean, based on previous coverage from Jason Schreier about the development of Dragon Age 4, we know a a little bit like they did not give away any plot details, which it's of course not. And yeah. it does make me worry, just because I know the development of Dragon Age 4 has been a little bit it's troubled. It's a mess, and that
1: they, is my understanding. They don't it know was, it has been a yeah. mess in the past. I don't they know how it's now. Hopefully, They don't really it know what
2: they're going to do. But I feel like they yeah. in this teaser they at least gave some indication that they now solidly know what story they want to tell, and they know what characters are involved, and that feels important to me. Like they yeah. they said explicitly, like your main character in this game is not going to be uh, your previous Inquisitor or any of the previous characters in Dragon Age you yeah. played. And it is not going to be someone who's the recipient of an <clears throat> old um, a, a prophecy or anything like that. It's not a chosen one. They, they implied strongly that it's going to be a thief. So yeah. that idea of heists that has been in oh, and out of the yeah, especially yeah, yeah. because they used Varric, who is a person who steals things yeah, as the character. Yeah. yeah, he's a jovial little thief with a lot of chest hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like maybe they are going to go back to that previously mentioned development idea, <clears throat> or at least are playing with the idea of characters who are not noticed by the upper classes in yeah. the society, which yeah. I'm interested in. So yeah. who knows what this game is gonna be? I just really want to kill soloists so much. <laughs> so bad.
1: So bad. I hate the um the other the other big Bioware thing was uh was a Mass Effect trailer for whatever their next Mass Effect thing is. Mm-hmm. It opened with showing both um, galaxies, both the Andromeda galaxy and the Milky Way, which they have since said like, uh-huh, yep, we showed both of those for a reason, which mm. maybe they're, that reason is like, because we had yes. games set on both of those galaxies. <laughs> but my guess is that there's some sort of ancient alien architecture that's going to end up connecting the, those two stories together. Um, and then we kind of like zoomed through the world, and, or through the galaxy, through the Milky Way galaxy, past like some space debris, and eventually landing on a planet where uh, someone who looked like Liara was dusting off an n7 like nameplate thing uh and then standing up while there's a a krogan in the back talking to two other people maybe to not maybe it's not liara but i don't know i think that's a liara reveal to me um and that's whatever mass effect will continue and so we'll see uh we'll see about that i i y'all heard casey hudson uh who was general manager at this point and then the ex- executive producer of DA4, Mark Dara, both are leaving Bioware as of last hmm. week, uh, which which <laughs> currently puts DA4, I believe, in the hands of yes, Christian Daly, who I thought was the person handling the Anthem relaunch. Which to me, mm. maybe maybe <laughs> it's time. Like my hope, my hope here is, hey it's time to switch over it's time for me to move over to there and then also you know anthem is is in good hands here and blah 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 um but True. I don't know I don't know I don't think that that's I don't think that that that's come out from Christian or from anybody else Christian put up a note that was like you know thanks to to everyone who's leaving who did did a great job and I you know, worked with y'all and y'all are great and in general I want to be clear that I think that that I I've seen some fan response to these folks leaving that was like really mean not to them but to like in a way that's like to the rest of the company that that can be or the rest of the the staff that's left behind Mm -hmm. um also also did y'all see that we just we're in like gossip hour now but did you (laughs) see that um uh what the fuck is that character's name uh i think he voiced both anders and then he also goes on to voice uh, oh
2: oh oh it's the one that ash parrish wrote all that fanfic about that she now has to delete
1: Oh no, did that happen?
2: She wrote a blog a really great blog that's like oh, this man. this this fuckheads like like actual opinions is making me think that I should delete what? all my fanfiction about this character. That's oh god, so it's funny. the guy with the big furry it starts collar. With the
1: C. yeah, yeah. The furry, it starts with, furry with the collar, C. Man. Why For, the fuck am I blanking on this?
2: I don't know, but i d I'm uh, blanking. Colin,
1: Colin, Colin? Is it Colin? Colin? Is it Colin? It's Colin. It's Colin. It's Colin. It's Colin. Yes. Colin Powell? Colin Colin. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Co- yeah. Colin! Cullen. Cullen. Cullen Rutherford. There we yeah, go. Yeah. We made yeah, it. Yeah, this is like a new... This is like a new... Jer- I can't say it separately from... It does sound like I'm saying colon.
2: It does. Like it colon. colon
1: Pal. I did immediately <laughs> think
2: you were saying colon.
1: <laughs> Edward Cullen.
2: Edward Cullen, Cullen is Cullen, in this yeah. game, yes. Uh-huh. This is um, a tri-state anyway, accent issue. Anyway, that voice...
4: Issue, yeah. You're right.
1: We're, all, um, we're both struggling. Um, <laughs> For real? The the The... Uh, that dude's voice actor fucking went off on a... Alt right, you know, far right. Cancel cancel culture is real. Mm. Uh, Ridiculous bullshit thing uh, at Mark Dara, the guy who's leaving Bioware. In a way that like a long video that was terrible and that was using a bunch of Bioware music, which to me always felt like you're drawing a target on your back to get a takedown notice, Mm -hmm. so that you can play the victim Mm -hmm. in your video. In which that video was him in doing the voice of Colin, um. Talking about the voice actor in the third person, himself in the third person, and talking about how he was coming under attack from the SJWs. And it's just like, bruh, what? you missed what? the train. Like,
2: <laughs> I mean, also, know, okay, to here's g- the thing Cullen's like, entire character arc is about him being a little bitch baby that learns how to have a backbone. Like he spends oh, yeah. the first game being a, a little, wee, oh, right. like a little I coward. That he's in
1: the first game, and yeah, then in the second is.
2: game, he's a guard at Kirkwall, who also is a coward, who like falls in love oh, with the mage. If you are the, if you are a mage, a female yeah. human mage, she will fall in love with you, but but to be too much of a coward to break ranks from yeah. the Templars. And the third game is all about him growing a backbone. Finally. Also,
1: I'm looking at images here, and in, in <coughs> DA1, in Origins and 2, he's got that like old Justin Timberlake ramen hair. Oh, vibe God, going on. yeah. Um, he that, he like, only got hot curls. in the third game, and it's all yeah. about that
2: coat, honestly.
1: <laughs> the coat helps a lot. Yeah. It's true. It's and true. And he's still
2: the only, like, if you're going to romance a guy in that game, why are you not romancing Iron Ball? He's Freddie Prince Jr.
1: Extremely hot. <laughs> yeah, he's Freddie Prince Jr. He's big.
2: He's a large yeah. man who just will tenderly treat you to the best sex of your life. Uh-huh.
1: You Absolutely. know? Absolutely. It's true. That's all that's all there is to it.
2: Yeah. I don't some know people, why, why do you want anything think of that.
1: Black wall and like I just don't get it. I just don't get the black wall love. The story I get Dorian. Get? I get it.
2: Dorian, I get obviously. I want to yeah. replay the game as a, a male character so I can re- romance Dorian. Fuck, I've mm-hmm. actually just now, just by saying that out loud, you, committed you re- my
1: will it into the world. <laughs> yes, yeah. Damn
2: it, I can't re- I was looking at the games to install my PS4 games to install my PS5, and I mouse, I like scrolled over Dragon mm-hmm. Age Inquisition, and I like, looked at my boyfriend, and was like, I can't do that now. <laughs> I can't do that at this stage in my life. David yeah. will just be sitting there, like, "Baby, why are you crying over this cutscene? Also, you've been sitting here for like twenty five hours straight. <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> I guess I get it. He's like he's like that like, you know, s- scarred old knight, you know, yeah. who needs someone to take care of him or whatever. And thing. it's I get um, that's a it's the thing, whole but
2: like, addiction story just- about the dependence on the files of whatever that they have was as Templars. He's trying to quit. And he had. I thought that
1: was. I thought that's Colin's Cullen story. Cullen's oh yeah, that's Colin's that. story. No, yes. I get. That's what I'm saying. I get Colin over. I, I. I. In my mind, it's if the 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 male love interests yeah. in Dragon Age Inquisition, and we're here. We're here. Yeah, we're, okay. where we're supposed happening. to be right yep. now. Yep. Uh, Bull. Iron Bull. Mm. Yes. Uh, Dorian. Yes. And then is it just Blackwall and Colin left? Is that I, oh and Solus a Solus? Yeah, so, Solus. You know, I'll put Solus above. I'll put hmm, hmm, Solus is, is, is
2: above everyone else because it's very well written, right? It's
1: very right, and it's a different, and it's it's the it is important to the overarching narrative of that game. Yeah, right. The stuff he tells the
2: love interest, if you are his love interest, really radically yes. changes his actions and like contextualizes his, his actions in the yes. game. Yes.
1: Also, you could theoretically play through that whole game, romance him. If you're playing an elf, if you're playing an elf woman, and that's Mm -hmm. it. Um, Because he (laughs) he only fucks elves. Um, (laughs) He also is like super judgmental about contemporary elves, modern elves. So he also sucks all the way. I watched Uh, all the
2: cutscenes of his romance, and all he does is tell you that everything you know about elf culture is wrong and you're an idiot. But he's like, well, I mean, modern elves are fine if they produced you, is at some point what he says. Just Soul-less like, is- have you ever been told by a white person that you're one of the good ones? Because I love, oh. I love having that button pressed in a romance plot.
1: <laughs> it just hit me that Solus is Umar Johnson. Fuck. <laughs>
2: ah, sorry, Is Solus is fucking Hotep. Solus, yeah, so you're talking, talking about Dr. Yeah. Sevi. Yeah. <laughs> Solus We used to be king. Shit, Solus, I'm not like. Oh,
1: uh huh, hundred percent. We used to treat elf women differently.
2: Yeah, gosh. You know, fuck God, fuck me. God. Ooh, it's anyway. to <laughs>
1: this is for elves mm. only. If <laughs> <laughs> you are not an elf, close this live stream. Mm, yeah. Um God. fuck. Uh mm. anyway, Solus. Then I think it's it's in my mind, Bull, uh Dorian. And then it, this is the thing, is like I don't get Blackwall. Like I wanna put I wanna put black I wanna put black at the bottom of this
2: list. I like the plot line. It's just that I don't find it romantic or attractive. Right. Just, I, d- okay. I like this idea that, that there, you have sex with know. him if and then he just disappears. You right. know that,
1: that moment is sick. That moment yeah. in the plot is like, wait, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Anyway. And I, I
2: like his backstory too, like a lot. It's just that, like, I don't want to fuck that guy. I want to, like, be his best friend and be like, hey, buddy, it's going to be okay.
1: It's going to be all right. Mm. I hope. Yeah. yeah, totally. And also, my understanding <laughs> is he and Josephine, they don't get together, but they have, like, a, like a, you know, chivalric yeah. – courtly romance thing going on he's so know? like
2: cute and embarrassed whenever he's around her it's very very sweet. cute
1: I don't want to take that from them That's yeah nice.
2: come on let me it's like all those side characters in Stardew Valley the ones that obviously are gonna get together where you're just like I can't date these other guys now I'm just yeah. gonna yes. come to push him just kiss
1: yeah, just kiss already
2: hello oh, we' anyway, talking about the game awards
1: <laughs> We're talking about the game awards I guess uh, <laughs> if you if you have if you know why people like Blackwall Write in gamingadvice dot com uh tell us. Why? Uh, also, I have disclosed, uh, I did that. Remember, I did that Mass Effect stream a few months ago. So disclosure, 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 disclosure. Cover my own ass. You know, don't uh-huh, take everything uh-huh. I say with a grain of salt, etc. Um, yeah, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. That just means cover your ass, right? Yeah, that's what right. that means. Uh, you there's you New Perfect Dark way. was debuted and oh, like yeah. it's just it, it seems sick, but like I don't know that there's anything to talk about in that. A so like it doesn't is, seem like, sick. What it seems like is a two minute long video that zoomed into a city with a big pyramid, and like that's all I can tell you about it. There's a new one coming. <laughs> ecological disaster, I mm-hmm. guess, right? That's the the premise was like man tried to play God and corporations tried to give us solutions, but you know, the laws of nature aren't meant to be broken. Maybe we're all supposed to be wiped out by ecological disaster, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm
2: also reading right. the Area X trilogy, okay? I get it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> god, <laughs> could you imagine actually if Perfect Dark went that direction? And you oh my getting, god, like,
2: with a consultant Jeff Vandermeer on there? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> You're duty. going into the zone as as uh, uh, as Joanna Dark.
2: I I yeah, that would fucking rock. I just finished uh, Authority last night, like literally oh, last night. I've
1: not gotten gotten to it yet. Oh, it? it's
2: a great story about how uh, corporate bureaucracy in the government is not going to save us from climate change. <laughs> Oh huh hmm. yeah and that it's uh the the forces are beyond our control and are going to sweep up and destroy us while we're trying to figure everybody out um and you know what that actually would be a great setting for a spy story which essentially is, uh acceptance yeah. is the story of a government agent Trying to understand the ununderstandable uh, That would be great. But I yeah. i mean, I know Steven Tattillo is really excited about revisiting this world. And I know lots of people like really are still so hype on that first Perfect Dark game. But I do yeah. also wonder like, you know, what is it though? <laughs> you know, what's going to go? What's mm-hmm. going to happen? There's a lot I'm of curious. teasers at this. Uh, oh, gosh. There's another thing that happened that made me excited was the... The disco, um, what I only disco remember, Elysium. The, Disco Elysium, the final cut, the final cut where they're getting full voice acting, yeah, which oh, seems yeah, incredible. Uh, um, I didn't yeah. want to listen to Dasha from Red Scare more, but I will have to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you will have to, unfortunately. Yeah, she fucking sucks so bad. <laughs> you know, she does a really good job girl. in this game, and it sucks. Every when I got to the credits, I was like. Is that – that was – oh, my God. I had yeah. no idea it was her when I was playing. She People just I, we weird can't get weird Mad
2: lips things on Twitter where I feel like she's picking phrases out of a hat and then attributing them to white girls, you know?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's, um, yeah we she don't does need do, to do a great job. Of but but I, given, given how good some of the voice acting in that game is, I'm excited to hear more. I, I heard that maybe those voice actors didn't get paid a lot in the initial – uh, release. Well, I hope uh, they paid them a lot more. I fucking hope so. We'll uh, see. Especially for a game that has the politics that it has. Like yeah. um so yeah if you haven't played it and you you've been curious, wait for this to come out because there's also like- a lot of the voice acting, especially for Harry's internal monologues is so good so cool. that that you need when I say monologues, I don't mean Harry's own voice. I mean the voices inside the various skill voices. Yeah. Uh, in Harry's head are all so fucking dope. Yeah, uh, it's because here you didn't of know about, the you
2: can see this game is that he, you play as a detective who has all these skills, but all these skills are like fully representative personalities within him. Yeah. And they will fight. And they'll they'll basically make their case to you about why you should <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> play the game a certain oh, way. It's a rules. very – it's a wildly so creative good. game that's a very, very fun to play. That I was hoping that the long-rumored Switch switch release would be out for this because I do oh. also really want to play this game while, like, David is watching baseball or something. Because it's very much yeah. a – it's also, like, very much a reading game and I have bad eyes. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: yeah, totally. That's uh, fair.
2: Yeah. They I think the, this is uh they're adding new quest lines too, which is really exciting. And it'll be a free update for everyone who already owns the game, which is great. Mm-hmm. So if you do want to buy just, it now and check it out, that's fine because you'll get all the voice acting later.
3: I love it when a game justifies my procrastination to finish it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, <Yeah, laughs>
3: totally. Like, I enjoyed my time with Disco Elysium, I got distracted and never went back to it, but now it's good because I could just I was simply do these waiting quests. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: For the complete version yeah, obviously obviously Clearly. <laughs> um that's exciting and yeah they they did say um it's coming to Xbox x and s and then Nintendo switch sometime in the summer 2021 so mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be it's on its way which is good um any other big things uh, my the funniest one for me was not the okay the I guess the funniest one was the funniest one was the arc survival <laughs> sequel with starring Vin Diesel. Just
2: straight uh. up. Just looked at the screen and David was like, is that Vin Diesel? And yeah. I was like, that
1: no, was Vin Diesel.
2: Couldn't be. It was. And also there's
1: a, a cartoon. Absolutely. The thing that ended up being funniest for me was the the one that looked, looked like looked like Dead Space and actually has some Dead Space people on it. Did y'all hear what that game is set? Where what universe that game is set
2: in? What universe is that game set in? The
1: Callisto Protocol. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's like there's a guy in a prison cell, and then there's like a hologram, and then there's like a monster in the cell with him, and it looks like it's like the alien one face, and it's drooling, and there's another guy. Yeah, that's the PUBG universe.
2: Oh, sick! The guy who works the, in my bodega, the sixteen year old who works in my me? bodega, is going to be psyched for that.
1: Uh huh. What yeah, what's fun? up, Otto? You but, don't remember the part in PUBG where the alien goes like,
2: and
1: then there's a guy who's scared?
2: <laughs> yeah. Remember that it part? It three so
1: centuries in the future, but it's the uh, same universe. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is, I'm oh just dead ass. This, God, this is fucking God. Really? I want to wow. see the
2: PUBG timeline. I want to uh-huh. see that PUBG timeline. Show it to me. Yeah. I hope, make it uh-huh. as fucked up as the Zelda timeline. A helicopter God. just went over my house three. and it was so close that my floor was shaking. Just so you know. Oh, my God. Normal okay. City.
1: <laughs> Normal City?
2: Yeah. Three centuries. Um,
1: that's so funny. They've, they've really
3: I given bet. themselves a
1: lot of road ahead for PUBG updates, you know? <laughs> yeah, actually, you're going to be the most popular game forever. Excuse me, what's that? We're not any... Oh, he. Uh, okay. Um, uh, a couple other things. Road 96 seems to be a game about... Uh, I, I, I It looked like... People were saying, oh, it's a road trip game. But to me, it seemed very much like a we have to get the fuck out of this country (laughs) game. Yeah. Um,
4: Yeah. I am interested in games that deal with
2: border politics Um, and especially a game that deals with border politics in a fictional setting. I feel like when you deal with it in a literal setting, you do get bogged up into the very actual complicated laws regarding this stuff. In a fictional (sighs) setting, we can just talk about the thing that we know is morally true, which is that there should not be any borders.
1: Yeah, well the, the other thing here too is like I there is a degree to which it's like when you're doing it with a real setting there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you can get extremely wrong mm-hmm. and at that point you're talking not about hypotheticals or metaphor or moral but about about people's lives in a mm-hmm. way that are, that is like you know that stuff is a little touchier let's say yeah. um yeah. um but it, this game also reminded me very much of like this had big this had big um uh uh what the fuck is the name of the studio that made that made um, wow, why am I blanking on both of these things? It's Monday. That made, oh my God, this is bad. My brain is breaking. do I'm not. My a very good game. Not, don't, not. Okay. No, <clears throat> no. First person uh, fire, fire watch. Firewatch. Fire had, yeah! had to talk yeah, about it. It I had big, it had big, um, yeah. What was the name of their studio? Why am I blanking on Firewatches?
2: No, because they immediately got swallowed up by Valve. Campo,
1: Campo, Campo, so Campo Santo. Shout out to the Campo folks. I had big Campo Santo uh, vibes or also big Virginia vibes. Oh um, yeah, um, it reminded uh, in terms me first-person right. story-based, you know, walking from vignette to vignette type thing.
2: A little bit also in sort of the decisions you're making about who, whether or not to trust people, and how dangerous it portrays, like getting in cars, accepting help from others. Um, the game I also can't remember the name of, but the one that came out on Apple Arcade early uh, and was oh. about also about a road trip, but it was like a post-apocalyptic situation.
1: Why am I blanking on this? We wrote about oh, it. How do I
2: think you might have written about it.
1: <laughs> um, I believe you. I believe you that this exists. We're I really remember all trying right? to play it's it Monday. on my
2: phone on Apple Arcade and just being like, this is not a game that was meant for phones.
3: <laughs> wasn't Overland, was it?
2: It was Overland. Oh, okay. sure, sure, sure. I forget, a, I forget the name of that game because of a very silly reason. It's because whenever I say Oberlin, Overland mm. is what everyone thinks uh-huh. I am saying. Yeah, uh-huh. So right, sure. I can't <laughs> – sure. it doesn't stick in my branding because I just am like, oh, you mean Oberlin?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, God, all right. I feel like those are the big, big things. You know, there's other like stuff there. the actual there, but awards didn't up.
2: really matter, right? Like they all went to The Last of Us because part of the vote for this award ceremony is a popularity contest, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Because there are no unions in the video game industry, so you can't have unions vote uh, amongst their own, you know, on the work of their peers, like you do at right. the Oscars. I, so. I think this is
1: just critics who vote for most of these categories with like fan votes on certain things. Yeah. and that's that's the thing. It is, you know, this is yeah. This is a, yeah.
2: I mean, um, the, the, that is also like it's just not a very good way to run an award show. Personally, saying I, I think it's more interesting to see what professionals in the industry would gives. award yeah, their peers. Too. You know. Um, yeah. And Hades I mean, lost everything Was up for the Dice Awards or, is that the DICE that it Do that? I think so. Yes, I think the Dice, I think awards, the DICE does awards does do that.
1: that. So, and then like obviously things like the IGF and and uh, um, there's the other the other GDC award. You uh, know, GDC is it? there just a GDC award? Is that is that the?
2: I think they do have some selective awards, but I have never been to GDC and never will. So I probably <laughs> I don't really know yeah. what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it it is just sort of like I, I do want to just point out that it really sucked to watch the show and to see Hades be up for all these categories and to lose every single one of them. And I know that it awards won, do won, not matter, <laughs> but it, won, it sucks. What,
1: it just when indie is that the only thing it won?
2: Yeah, it won the equivalent of the best screenplay award, essentially. Um, <laughs> it it really it it just like I. That was such a special game and that one that was so unexpected and one that won, was okay, massively wait, 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 popular.
4: Wait,
1: wait, it did win one other one that I think is like legit a big win which is a one best action game, beating Doom Eternal and Half-Life. Okay, fair, fair. I will
2: be less of a negative Nancy then. That was really, really good. (laughs) Uh, I just think it deserved to sweep.
1: The thing is, you wouldn't have known that because they probably blew through that award super quick and no one was able to receive the award. Yeah, I was going to say, that just shows a
3: different uh, issue with this fucking award ceremony is that the awards themselves sometimes get blown by so quickly that you're like, what's happening? Here's another ad. Okay, I guess we're at another ad now.
2: (laughs) Well, So, David, when we were watching this, pointed this out that in the Oscars, even for the movies that are obviously not going to win the best, best picture, they make sure to honor each of those films specifically during the show. In this award ceremony, they really only honored The Last of Us 2 with that really boring Eddie Vedder performance. And that was it. And then at that point, you sort of knew how things were going to go. I like that just kind of is a born. Any better performance
1: is kind of a gimme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know,
2: like that really long speech about from Troy Baker about how Neil Druckmann sang that song to his daughter every night, which I'm sure is very meaningful for those two people, but does not mean anything to me (laughs) at all.
1: Uh, um the, the let, me, let me highlight a couple other words that I that I was happy with. Uh, best debut game went to Phasmophobia which like yeah. I'm I was so sure that was I guess the rest of that that group is not like huge super, you know, uh, uh, splashy games, but Phasmophobia I was playing Phasmophobia last night. That game still absolutely just whips ass. Yeah. Um and then and then um I really am happy that Animal Crossing won best family. Uh, uh-huh. Animal Crossing this year is, is a great game and also real quick the only other musical performance, um, which was only there, you know, which kind of had to bounce between different games, uh, did play the Animal Crossing music, and it did make my heart swell in a way that I did not <laughs> expect. Because I did actually I forgot cry. how good that music is, and the yeah, trans- it, it's okay. so good. When
2: they started, when the London Philharmonic started doing the uh, orchestral version of the Hades music, uh, that that was a point where I was like, "Oh, Hades yeah. meant a lot more yeah. to me than I thought it did this year."
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then they transitioned into Animal Crossing, and I was like. Oh, Animal Crossing took me out of a dark place this
1: year. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, I will also, I will also say that the the one the segment the the one Last of Us award that I was like, damn, okay, was the accessibility one. That game does have sick accessibility options. And yeah. the two people who were accepting that award, who apparently were neighbors, and one of them was standing behind the window of the yeah. other or so like, for the other person's room. Well, that was very cute and good. Mm-hmm. That was you know, shout outs to those folks. Also, shout outs to fucking. Uh, Sean Murray from No Man's Sky, uh, Hello Games, accepting an award. He very clearly did not ex- think he was he going was to accept as the they won best ongoing game of
2: downing a beer while they when they said <laughs> No Man's Sky. <laughs> it
1: was very funny. Oh it was extremely funny um so yeah that's that's the game awards like you know again yeah, there are more there's more awards there's more stuff to go to go more announcements and stuff
2: really short um, this year too i noticed you know usually i were up it? till yeah, mid- I mean- last year i was up till midnight at least and then People i accidentally say, like, bought mario party and a- of smash because <laughs> <laughs> i was so fucking tired
1: yeah People kept saying during the day, like, or during that event, like, oh, we had such a special year this year. Like, did we? Is that how we're going to, is that our euphemism for this? Is a special year? A year unlike mm. any other. A a year (laughs) unlike (laughs) any other. We got through it by playing video games. All right. Uh Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We
2: did get through it. We were all going through it.
1: We were all going through it. That's true. A year in Um, which we
2: all posted through it.
1: yes we should take a break and then when we come back we can talk about some stuff we've played we will brb
0: when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all
1: All right, we are back to talk about some stuff we've been playing. I'm I'm gonna start with I'm going to start with something heartwarming and good because mm. I feel like maybe we need that right now <laughs> in our lives, in our games, etc. I played all of Alba, a wildlife adventure, last ah. night, which is the latest game from us two, um, the studio that previously brought you uh, Assemble with Care. Um and I want to say they also made um um Monument Valley. Was that us too? Ah uh, yeah. Yes, that mm-hmm. was us too.
2: Two games um, I fucking loved.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. This is a game in which you are a little girl, I want to say probably probably 12 somewhere in there, 12 between 11 and 13, but probably between 12 and 14 uh because you there's a scene in the beginning, and then there's a jump 10 years later, and I can't imagine that you're one years old in the scene at the beginning because you're mm. walking around and you take a photo. So <laughs> um, at least two, at least a toddler in that scene. Um, uh, you are a little girl who loves nature, and you are visiting your grandparents on a little island in the Mediterranean. Uh, I bel- I, my read on it is that is. is spain it's spanish i don't i can't it's it's not a specific island the the biomes that are there the areas that are there are kind of more far ranging than than you might think Mm. um but maybe i'm wrong maybe all these maybe all these animals could appear at the same place maybe i'm wrong um and you were there uh to just hang out with your grandparents and check out some wildlife and then you get a note that the mayor uh, has a big announcement to make. And so you and a bunch of the other people in this kind of small community go to the nature reserve, which is kind of busted up. Um, you know, there's, there used to be walkways and picnic uh, benches and stuff like that. And all that stuff has been has been kind of, you know, dilapidated over the years. But don't worry because the mayor has, a, has an announcement to make and, and there's a, a person there in a suit. And what the guy in the suit says is, we're going to build the biggest hotel in the world here on your island, right here on top of this already failing nature reserve. Don't worry about it; the nature reserve is already failing anyway. You don't; it's fine. We can. It's time to move on. Um, and you, as a you know, t- a twelve-year-old with a chip on your shoulder, decide no, absolutely not. I love the animals. I am going to save this place. Um, And so what what you end up doing is for, you know, the next few hours – let me see how much time I put into it. I put 3.7 hours into this game to beat it. Um, uh, And it is on Steam at 14 bucks right now. Um, uh, You you walk around. You uh, help people pick – you pick up trash. You identify various animals. There's like 60 animals on the island um, that you can identify. Most of them are birds, but there's also some like, you know, uh, squirrels and a couple of different other land animals. Um, uh, and, you know, you're trying to identify them all. You're trying to find them across the, all the different habitats that you can wander between. Um, you know, there's like, uh, a, a kind of little beachside city area. There are some like, uh, homes up in the terraces. There's an old like ruined castle. There are some swamps and some rice fields. Um, there's like, uh, you know, a bunch of different beaches and stuff. Um, you know it's like a, it's like a little open world game and you're running around and over the course of play you end up getting you know certain abilities like being able to repair bridges or or bird feeders uh being able to help uh heal animals who are sick um uh it is so warm and pleasing, and <laughs> like the music is great, everything has this very like i cannot place this particular <coughs> like musical touchstone like the thing that my my head goes to is like early wes anderson stuff but it's not that it's like it isn't that but it's something adjacent to that where it's lots of like strumming guitars and people doing kind of like uh harmonizing uh in in the background as you're running around the town um and, and and the island it's so nice. Uh people should look at look on the at the scale so of
2: one to Bonnie Vare, how how Boni Vare is. It's
1: up. it's yeah, it's in that space. It's in that okay, space, but, okay. but it's but it's but it's poppier. Do you know what I mean? It's more yeah, like,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, it's Bonnie Vare working ba, ba, with ba, da, Taylor ba. Swift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Um there's like a very particular touchstone that I could not put my finger on while I was playing it, and it was driving me up the wall. So if someone again, if someone does notice what it is, let me know on Twitter or something. Because, oh, Mumford and stuff it might be Mumford and Sons. In my mind, it predates it. In my mind, we're mm-hmm. talking about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm, so we're talking about alt-country, really. We're, ta- we're, we're, we're talking about, <sighs> I wouldn't go alt-country because I don't think it's uniquely an American oh, sound. Oh, okay. right. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think yeah, this I is like Yeah, I do know what a, you mean now. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to the trailer really quick, you will hear what I'm talking about, right? If you just hit play here, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's here, where it's like, there's like a very particular jangly, indie, like, vibe.
2: Oh, it sounds like Beirut. That it band. does sound
1: like Beirut a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah totally.
2: Yeah, there was a a two thousand and twelve ish indie scene that used yes. a lot of muted trumpets and stuff like yes, that. Yes, hundred percent. That's where it's drawing mm-hmm. from. <laughs> remember um, two thousand twelve because that's the year I graduated from college.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll that'll do it, huh? Um, um, and so, yeah, that is very much that is very much the vibe. A hundred percent. It looks um, so
2: pleasant and it's relaxing. so pleasant
1: and there's drama, there are twists and turns, there's love a, a rare animal that you can't find. There's, you know, <laughs> it 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 you know, at the end of the thing, you know, you might be surprised this game that is clearly for kids to some degree wraps up very cleanly. Um but it's but it's it's nice and and uh I had a great time playing it. I think I did I think I did everything there is to do in this game. Um huh. so that's that that you know almost 4 hours. Mark was was very much me. Being like, I'm going to get all of the achievements. I'm going to see every animal. I'm going to, and and it's really fun because you end up you have a book that like gives you uh, what the animals look like, and then you can hit a button to hear what they sound like. Um, <laughs> and and I absolutely had to use their calls to to locate them more than once. Hmm. Um, and that's wow. a fun thing. So that
2: is fun. I love called, stuff like that. that yeah, it's called p- yeah.
1: All but a wildlife adventure. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on on your. Don't worry about it. I
2: I just, I just really love stuff uh, game mechanics like that, where you're forced to uh, to learn something, you know, to to really engage with the environment of the game to the degree that you engage with it in the same way you engage with life. You know, the idea that you could you could take that skill of learning a bird call outside of that game, right?
1: Yeah, it's also extremely funny. Like, it's the the game. I, I should note, like, has some really like cleverly written characters who have, uh, you know, I don't want to say like larger than life, um, um, You know attitudes or or, or whatever, but it's definitely like, all right. Here's the dude who's always streaming. Here's the dude like live live streaming himself on his phone while he's at the beach. (laughs) There's one kid who is angry all the time and he talks in all caps and has like a very angry face. And so at one point I I fixed something for him and he was still (laughs) all capsing. And so he just says, "This is so much better now." But he still has on the angry face. I'm trying to upload this, but my upload speed is very bad, despite this only being. 1.35 1.35 megabytes so mm. that's, that's not what i want Let me let me just what if i just take a different screenshot and see if this one will go faster no it won't it won't no anyway it's fine Shoutouts to juanito who's angry <laughs> all the time uh it is what it is juanito um so yeah that that that's the the cute small thing i've been enjoying um have y'all been, nice. been playing anything
2: I have not. So I, this weekend was <laughs> dedicated fine. to cleaning my entire apartment. So that's Kado. the
1: most important game.
2: Oh man, right. my bathroom is so I mopped the freaking floors, dude. It smells so good in Hell there yeah. right now. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah.
3: I played a small thing. I played a small. What you play? Thing kind of feels like the opposite uh, mood wise from Alba called unto
1: the end. Oh. I really wanted to play that this weekend. Oh, also my picture of Juanito just sent. I right. hope you enjoy this child who looks angry. I love <laughs> this child. <laughs> um, Very good. Yeah, I said unto the end, uh, unto the end, three words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a trailer for that, and I really wanted to play it. Um, there was a there's a trailer like that came out like three weeks ago where I. You know, sometimes you watch a trailer and you go like. Damn, why can't I do blank in this game? Mm-hmm. And then the trailer, in this case, the trailer anticipated me saying that and was yeah. like, well, actually, you super can. Um, do you want to set up what this game is? And then I'll 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 explain the thing that that yeah. I was like, hey. So yeah. So it's um uh 2D side
3: scrolling um sort of I guess you could say combat focus given uh what the controls are like, but there's actually some surprising things around that where yeah. um it's a very um kind of uh simple shapes um it takes this very zoomed out perspective where your character's kind of small on the screen that the like sense of scale is very interesting like you feel like the wilderness is so much uh you know larger obviously than you as an individual um and you you are playing basically this little like Uh, vaguely nordic of some sort i guess uh (laughs) uh uh like like warrior who's trying to make his way back home um you're like stuck in a sort of like yeah snowy wilderness and um you're making your way through caves over land over mountains uh and there's um these like uh essentially yeti looking monsters uh, of varying sizes and colors um uh and the combat is very um it's hard to describe well actually you know start with the basis of nidhogg if you know what yeah n- how Nidhog plays uh it has this kind of like high low attack bl- and like high low blocking situation where like there's no um,
1: mid. It's just high or low. Yeah, in
3: in this one, it's just high or low. Okay. Yeah, Nidhog has that kind of third option, but Nidhogg also moves yeah. very quickly in a way because you have that fast respawn and you're like kind right, of just going right, at it. Right. This is a little more, uh, much slower and deliberate, and you have a couple other like um moves. But so you start there where it's like wherever you're the enemy, an enemy is attacking or where you're attacking. Like if they're blocking in that direction you know obviously they can they can then like counter uh if they're um attacking in the same direction you kind of do a little clash and everything in the game is kind of um like on base like it's there's one menu and everything else is kind of diegetic in a way that um it was surprising kind of for what i like had seen of the the trailers i was expecting a kind of more standard like i'm going to be fighting everything i come up against um and mm-hmm. it turns out there's actually a few times when uh, there are other interactions you can do, despite the fact that there are very few um, like
1: other verbs. Yeah, uh, so that was the thing that the trailer that I was watching, like exactly the thing you just said. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the, the trailer that I was watching was like three minutes long, was like a, a developer narration thing. And the first like minute is like all the fighting stuff. And I was like, right. this shit is cool. Like I like this fighting stuff. Like it's it's well animated. Like I like the, the variation on the Nidhawk style here. And there's a point where like the dude ducks a spear and it hits someone yeah. behind him, which is always cool. Uh-huh. Pulls out a knife and throws the knife and like, all right, this stuff is cool. But then I was like, you know, the classic, right? So like, why can't I talk to these guys? Like these guys clearly have clothes on and like have are, are part of some sort of community. Is there some isn't there some way that like why, why is this, why do I gotta play another game in which I am a vaguely Nordic dude killing a bunch of brown like orcs, basically? Yeah. Um, and then the trailer, <laughs> a minute in was like, and hey, a lot of these fights don't have to be fights at all. And they show the character picking up some sticks and just like putting them down as if to indicate like, hey, I am also a thinking being who can talk through some stuff. Um, and then and then the trailer kind of went on to show some of what I I'm guessing are. A handful of i don't know if, if it's fair to say that there's i guess it's systems but it's not like it's not like there's a dialogue system or something right
3: no no like there's no there's no It's just your inventory it, yeah it's 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 very much just kind of like a, a trading a bartering system where by having this sort of interaction where you like offer something up to them they will often give something in re- in 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 response and also then not attack you right um right there are certain ways that you can kind of fuck that up though for example one time i didn't notice and i thought i had to continue in like i was moving left to right in one area and i was like oh i met some people i traded with them and i was like okay i'm going to continue right what i didn't realize was that just off screen to the right was their home which is why they were standing there. Oh. And uh, as soon as I got like past the, the door, I was like, oh, maybe I can still walk through. They seem chill. They were like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. This is like, our home. Yeah. Should, like
1: leave. Yeah. There. And
3: I was able to ultimately um, kind of just run from that situation given the positioning I was in. So it ended right. up being a thing that I could, I avoided conf- uh, com- combat still, but, um, but yeah, there are still other like, uh, like specific triggers that will you know start up a uh uh a combat even if you've already like kind of talked through or uh motioned your way through uh a, right. a piece of some sort. Um yeah, no, it it was that was that part was really surprising when I like and um the other thing that this game does that uh was surprising was just like it has no apart from when you purposefully pull up a menu like there's no Mm -hmm. other like ui so things like you will start to get tired if you swing too much you hear your the character's voice like the character's uh breaths get heavier and then at a certain point when you're like out of stamina you just like have to take a knee for a second and like the first time it happened to me i was like wait what the fuck (laughs) because i was like mid swing and then like I was getting ready to block but the uh like all of a sudden I just dropped to one knee I'm like oh shit and the guy like <sighs> takes my fucking head off damn um and Jeez. but then you like learn to like listen for the cues and you can kind of see like you you start swinging the sword a little heavier when you're getting low on stamina and like it's all like it's all diegetic in a really interesting way and like and really like um uh what's the word I'm looking for uh evocative way like like it feels yeah and um, it 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 feels he- like heavy to like all the swings are slow in a way that it feels heavy to like hit things and um, totally as you like walk through uh caves and like ju- do like little like platforming sections and stuff the like your character's breath like starts to echo in different like the sound design is like phenomenal throughout um and um. Yeah, I've just been really enjoying my time with it. I've only played a, f- a few hours, so I'm not super far in. But um, the combat itself also like up. I like never finished talking about it because it actually is like surprising. There's like a lot of options and like there like there's a shoulder check where you can like knocks people Ooh. down or into one another. You have a like extra like little dagger that I don't think actually deals much damage as much as it's like a distraction like it'll stop someone that's mid-swing sure. and like there'll be an opening um you know you have a roll where you can roll uh past people normally but sometimes if you don't <laughs> if you don't measure the roll correctly you end up rolling into people and dropping your sword um that's a big uh, thing is that you can drop your weapon and then just be like "Well, i can't do shit um uh, a really cool thing that they allow you to do then is also do a roll and like pick up your weapon as you're rolling but you you do have to hit the the the, the use button and like mid roll um so it's just i like tweeted a couple of fights that i had where it's just like it's like messy and uh it like it feels not quite directed but almost like when a fight is choreographed really realistically in a way that both parties end up fucked at the end, yeah. right, yeah, that sort of feeling of like that struggle took a lot of like obviously i i i like survived it this time, uh I had died often, uh <laughs> but the time that you do survive it, you end up you still end up on the other side completely like uh expended like uh, yeah. and it um it's just yeah it's very it's very cool, uh, there's lots of neat secrets that feel like they just, it's it goes back to this like diegetic like the the sense of everything being diegetic it's just like there's like things where like you hit the use button over something that looks interesting and something will happen and you'll be like oh shit mm-hmm. like any other game that was like just side like like set dressing right um totally. but like this all yeah it's a uh, it's very fun i i definitely suggest checking it it's on uh game pass too which is
1: yeah, for, for I PC. was I was just I just noticed that because I went there I was like where did I see that I could get that Yeah, because I it's like I don't think I got a code where did I see that And the answer was that I got I saw it on on Game Pass because I also saw the, a thing that I want to shout out really quick also Yeah, so that's until why. The end.
3: That's why I went there, which is funny because oh, I yeah. saw into the end and I started playing that and then I didn't have uh, more time later, but.
1: To play Monster, monster Sanctuary, Sanctuary, which yeah. I had forgotten I'd even played, uh, which is not a, which is not meant as an insult to Monster Sanctuary, which is a very cool game by the studio Moy uh, Moy Roy, I believe. I believe that that's how that's pronounced. Um, that is a Pokemon Metroidvania. That's the vibe. That's what it is. That's yeah. the truth of what it is. It's a side-scrolling Pokemon game, Pokemon e game, monster collection and battling game uh in which you hatch uh animals these monsters from eggs uh explore a world in kind of a two d metroidvania way uh use the skills that your your various monsters give you that that includes things like you know having flying monsters that can that can pick you up and hover you over to a place or having something that can cut through vines you know it's almost like your' um um uh what, what were they what are what are those called are those t h m h m hs otherwise yeah they're like hidden special machines movies. yes yeah, that get you around the um, world in Pokemon. There's one, yeah, and like each of the monsters has has at least one of those, basically, right. where you're you're burning stuff, or and there's one I saw in the trailer that makes you invisible. I was just gonna to point mounts. that one out,
3: which was which is neat. Like they just, just like run yeah. up to a group of enemies and then like go invisible and I'm like, oh, goodbye. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's sick. Um, and you know the it the battling so far is very straightforward. I'm only you know whatever ninety minutes in or something um uh but the monster designs are all pretty cute Um, uh, there's a good mix of stuff in here um each monster has a big skill tree <laughs> um which is fun uh because you're like okay i'm gonna spec this as a healer i'm gonna spec this one as like a crit focused version of it you know um and so you could end up with multiples of the same monster and you could say okay well this is going to be the one that support and like buffs and this is going to be the one that does like heavy physical damage for instance Um, And so like, yeah, the the crew that I'm rolling with right now uh, includes someone who for the first two rounds. So basically, basically everyone on each side, you have you have three of these monsters out at once and each of them gets an action. So it's almost more like a JRPG, right? Mm -hmm. Each round. Um, And so I have one, for instance, that sets up a thing that does just like, hey, all physical attacks will do extra damage on, on our side. Hey, every hit will do anytime that you do a hit. You'll also do a second like bonus sidekick hit, um, <laughs> uh, that does like an extra twenty damage or something, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and and those like having a, a character who's like, All right, this is just my buffer. Uh, And then over here is my character who is like, I'm just searching for crits because when I crit, I get all sorts of interesting other effects. And so I'm going to go through all the the skill trees and get anything that gives me crit up. and I'm going to equip, crit up equipment. Like it's just a JRPG, you know, Um, but it's, it's really fun. And the the monster designs are really cool. Again, it's called Monster Sanctuary. Um, You know, the story is, is very light, you know, Um, there is a world and there are people who take care of the monsters who are like, you know they all have a familiar who that's been passed down you know from generation to generation and now it's your turn to become the monster sanctuarius i forget what they're called they're <laughs> called something they're called rangers but they have like you know that sort of name you know right. um you should play this game kato uh, Kado, yeah, you should play, play this, this game, game. <laughs> <laughs> this like, i saw this trailer and i was like this is a kato game yeah it's 100 is a kato yeah. game i'm definitely gonna um, get it's over, really cute. Go over the over the holidays for sure yeah definitely definitely um. Anything else? Anyone else playing? Anything they want to shout
2: out? Mm. I am playing, looking at the Twitter tag, Cyberbug2077. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, you mentioned during our break, Gita, they put out an announcement today. An yes. Ap- an a- they put out an apology.
2: Yeah. Um. Eight hours ago, Cyberpunk. Uh, I'm reading Brian Ashcraft's article from mm-hmm. Uh. I don't know. Some website. Uh Cyberpunk put out an announcement saying that they apologize for the state of the game on PS4 or uh what the last version of Xbox was called? Yeah,
1: Xbox 1. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and they are offering refunds for players that are um that are experiencing bugs on those platforms. Just and on those do- platforms
1: or just or, or are those refunds everywhere? Um Does it say? I think I think
2: it's for ev- let's see We would appreciate if you give us a chance, but if you're not pleased with the game on your console or don't end up wanting for updates, you can opt to refund your copy. For copies purchased digitally, digitally, please use the refund system on PSN or Xbox, respectively. For box versions, please first try to get a uh, refund at the store. Uh, not be Shout outs to retail workers us. who
1: are going to be like, no, you can, why oh, would you waste my time with this? It's the holidays. I'm super busy yeah. right now. I
2: can't imagine having to deal with this on top of the holiday rush, which will still be insane even though we have a pandemic happening.
1: Yes.
4: Yep.
2: So, I mean, yeah, perhaps to for them to make it explicitly clear that you're totally welcome to refund their game. I think Mike Isaac from the New York Times said that on a recent investor call, CD Projekt read, so they've already recouped all of their development costs yeah. from the eight years it took to make this game. Game. so uh-huh. it doesn't really matter to them <laughs> um,
1: nope. they've sold they've sold eight million copies of this game before in, in pre-sale um, in pre-orders alone it was eight million uh, <laughs> that's so much money yeah, um, also, also 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 anyone who bought this game and on on last gen consoles on, on a, a PS4. I say last gen, it's still this generation. That is those are the those are the machines people own right. are PS4s yeah. and Xbox Ones. Maybe yeah. they own an Xbox One S or X, maybe they own a PS4 Pro, you maybe a PS4. You literally Slim. cannot
2: but, get a PlayStation 5 right now. You right, cannot get you one. You cannot,
1: right? The most people who play video games in in on on console are doing it on those on those consoles. They did not show base PS4 or Xbox One footage. They There's didn't show it. Th- they showed Pro. They showed series at series or One X, but they did not show that footage. They had that footage. They could have filmed that footage. They didn't mm-hmm. do that because it looked bad. They knew it looked bad. <laughs>
2: Mike Isaac in that same thread said that you know re- denying uh, review codes for PS4 right. and yes. Xbox One does feel like they're trying to defraud their customers. I we can't say that that is what is they're trying to do. I don't know. We don't know if it was an intentional move. Uh, even though we can make educated guesses, so
1: we can make some pretty educated guesses. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but it, it feels like it feels like defrauding. I've seen other journalists outside of video games say similar things that yeah. that that specific act feels very suspicious and weird. Um, it, it has it's to miserable. be said, like this isn't just a case of a game has some bugs or it has one notorious game breaking bug, which is already something that many people find unacceptable in a shipped game. This is a case where I know people who have encountered multiple game breaking bugs on the same save file and have lost significant progress, like just every time they play the game, just having to restart while they're playing the game during their play sessions. Yeah. This is the the only game I can think of that was this broken on launch was Fallout New Vegas. And that like led to that company completely changing the way they develop games because they decided it was no longer acceptable to ship broken games. Okay. Yeah,
1: I it's it's I'm I have a high I have a a high tolerance for jank as people who will same. uh will who anyone who remembers me defending Fallout Four at its launch um <laughs> uh, may remember um and and yet at the same time the thing that I don't have a high tolerance for is is trying to cover up what that is or prevent people from knowing what the what the situation is at the point at which they can make a decision about spending their money or not. Um, a lot of people who have been looking forward to this thing who are not in our discourse circles, who do not know the problems with this game's representation on, on you know, of, of trans folks, uh, it's, it's like. You know, so I put some time into this game. Let me just say really quick, I put some time into this game. Yeah, uh, this game has some fucking problems that are not surprising if you've read the articles, uh, like the ones we talked about uh, when when on launch day, looking at some of the polygons run around issues of transphobia, but also in in terms of racist caricature. Like the yeah. Japanese characters in this game are just top to bottom some of the most like stark caricatures of of traditional like east asian stereotypes i've seen in so long it's it's really just like deeply i'd say disappointing but like we knew this was coming right Mm -hmm. um um and and so like there is it is it already has those problems but a lot of people didn't know that a lot of people saw advertisements on their nba game and were like Mm -hmm. oh sick that looks sick looking at a thing that they couldn't buy
2: or they, like, they could buy it, my, but they couldn't
1: play it on anything. And my so, boyfriend's
2: um, dad on his our weekly Shabbos call mentioned right. cyberpunk to yes. us because he had right. seen advertisements for it. Like, right. Yeah.
1: Totally, totally. And and I'm I am, despite my high tolerance, I don't have a high tolerance for when other people are basically being, you know, buying buying something that doesn't exist the way they, they they've been led to believe it does. Yeah. It's like deeply deceptive, it's deeply manipulative. Um, you know. <laughs> I, we can jump like all up and down think- about, like, covering our ass around whether or not it was intentional, but what was mm-hmm. intentional was not showing those versions of the games and, that, and, and showing clips that did not represent the state of play. Like, yeah. I, I have had very few bugs. I have not lost any any progress. I put a bunch of hours into this game at this point. Um, and You didn't have that uh, early one with Jackie disappearing?
3: did Not have that. What, what's that? I see. I uh, well, believe you. That I, I, sounds here's terrible. The thing. I thought this was, I've seen this three different times. I watched two different streams where this happened, and then it happened in my own playthrough. I'm playing on Stadia. I got a code for Stadia. Where nice. in the first, um, in the, fir- the very first like mission that you do, where you go see the Ripper Doc and Jackie's waiting yeah. for you, uh, like upstairs. Oh, Victor Vector?
1: The secret best character in this yeah, game. <laughs> yes. Victor uh, Vector
2: is such a fucking good yeah, name. Yeah, <laughs> Victor
1: Vector. His name is Victor Vector. Yeah. He's an old prize fighter. I mean, this is the fucking thing with this game. Is like, I think this game is repugnant. You know, whenever it is deal, not whenever because also, also I've had trans folks write me to say, Austin, you need to play this game because actually there's this character who's trans and she's great and I love her and da da mm. And I've had peop- right. you know what I mean. So this is yeah. like the thing, the actual duality of this game is that I had one of the most like heart wrenching moments uh, I've played in video games in 2020 last night, and that was sandwiched between two deeply repulsive caricatures <laughs> right. in some side content, right? right? Like this is the this is this fucking game. Anyway, continue. Jackie disappears. Yeah, no,
3: just Jackie. Um- uh, after you see the Ripper Doctor, you're supposed to go up and talk to Jackie and be like, "All right, we're headed to the next point of this, like the the, the very first quest." And he's just not there; right. he's totally gone. I went and did like a side quest and came back and thinking like, and like oh, maybe no. he'll reappear.
1: Nope. Uh, ended up having because to like, at that point, and at that point, you're in the worst position because then you're like, well. I've done something. Yeah. If I load an older save, I lose the progress of that side quest I did. I, 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 I did the,
3: I did, I hedged my bets. I did a save right there when I saw, okay, well shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, afterwards I did. And, and then I had, um, I had an odd, I had a save from before because I was like, I wanted to see if I can do the side quest and I couldn't go do it. So I got lucky. Uh, but I, it ended up fixing itself just on a reset even with the newer save. So that was all right. Gotcha. But like, it was it, it was like and i was like okay well i guess that happens to every single person because i had seen two nope. other streams where that ha- that exact same bug had happened and i was like okay well you know the the bugs i've not, hit are it's not uh game breaking but like the, it's still like yeah. feels like One more step away, it could have been. Well, everyone's,
1: yeah, and everyone's hitting different things. Like, I hit the one where, um, there's the one where you go into the, I think it's a pachinko parlor or an an arcade to kill someone because that's what you do in this fucking game. Right. Uh, and it's fall, it's Fallout, by the way. That's the game that's for people who like, you know, there was lots of talk around, like, what is this game going to be? Like, oh, it's going to next jet, next, you know, level of open world. Like, no, it's a fall, it's a Fallout game that's denser because it's in a city instead of being in, a wasteland, right? Like mm-hmm. there's just more NPCs, but then you go do Fallout shit. Do you want to? Do you want to like you know break a break into a door because you, your skill level is high enough and you go in and then you like vacuum up a bunch of shit that's on the ground. I have a, <laughs> I have a skill at this point that like lets me convert any junk immediately into crafting materials. Yeah, it's a Fallout game. I have yeah. that. That's and what and I'm doing. in This game
3: and instead of culture stopping in the 1950s or whatever, it stopped in the 1980s and is edgy.
1: Yes, <laughs> the <laughs> 1980s. Exactly. That's exactly it. I mean, that literally so is funny. it. Right. Because right. Soviet. Union still exists, right? Like that is that is still one hundred percent, yeah. Um, which which also makes it more palatable when you realize how off, like and how like not actually um uh forward thinking it is which right well, i haven't talked about this on this I, I i have talked about this on this podcast briefly but one of the most frustrating things has always been to me that po- uh, cyberpunk version 3 which ends up leaning in this solar punk direction and like anticipates the change in the sci-fi genre that mm-hmm. shit just gets dumped in favor of 80s throwback nostalgia shit being all over this right. um which is doubly frustrating because the framing device that this game ends up going into where you do see some of the 2020 in this game um, could have been your 80s place, and then 2070 could have been your place where you're doing new, actual, interesting ideas, and where and where you know you you have a, a different perspective on on you know transhumanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say, uh, and obviously on top of that, also maybe you don't do transphobic shit, and instead they just <laughs> kind of. Did Re- reflect
2: the way that people talk about and think about gender now as opposed to how they talk about and thought about gender me? in the 1980s. 2070
1: people are gonna look at us and think that we were fucking bigots. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like <laughs> yeah. even people now who are genderqueer, like mm-hmm. are going in the future, people are gonna look at us and be like, damn, closed-minded. Closed-minded yeah, as, exactly. as, as shit. Just, you know Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we have to
2: the thing also is like David and I could, just kept talking about how like this is a, a game where there's a lot of immigrant groups in it, but we can't figure Mm -hmm. out why there are no, like, Eastern European immigrant groups, given where the studio is located and how much pride they have in their heritage. And then you just, like, we we watched, like... Uh, a video on ID about LGBTQ uh, activists in Poland, in Warsaw specifically, and the struggles yeah. that they've been going through under the Law and Order Party. Those people already live in a cyberpunk dystopia. There are like scenes in the club in that video that look like scenes from cyberpunk, but they totally. can't actually do any commentary on it because they're stuck on in what the political problems in the nineteen nineties were. And during that time, Poland was part of the Soviet bloc. So the issues of Poland are very, very different. And that's why there's no Polish people in this game. Yeah. <laughs> it without, doesn't make without, any fucking sense
1: you know i have spoken to people who have done development work there i've spoken to americans who've done development work in in poland um and who have tried to raise certain issues with their employers about about not just in poland but but in in kind of uh, eastern europe in general um and the thing that 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 i've heard from uh, from a couple of different people is basically like it's just very hard to to, to communicate to them what the the different situation is here regarding X Y Z because they have different understandings around race, around gender, etc. And that is, I I get that a hundred percent, and and I'm thankful for the people who are there, who are either from those places or from somewhere else, who are trying to push the conversation forward, who are trying to change the discourse. But like at the end of the day, if the product ends up being something that is like so deeply off putting to people, then it's it's hard for it's hard for me to say that like oh we should go to bat because people are trying do you know what i you know what i yeah, mean like you, i'm never going to this is a game that like, to, to put cards on the table, I think, a little bit, this is a game that, as someone who's been a fan of not just the genre cyberpunk, but specifically this IP as written by the the team that predates CDPR, who, like, knows who Johnny Silverhand is, who who's the person who, like, sees a thing that says, you know, Morgan Blackhand, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's Mike Ponsmith's OC. Like, that's who <laughs> that character is. I know that person. I want to read this thing in the game. Like, I can play this game privately and enjoy it and, um you know – Again, like I said before, really, really sink into the moments where it is being really empathetic and human because those moments are are in this game a lot. um and and sometimes they show up in the side stuff. They do show up in the side stuff, but it is always sandwiched next to something that is like t- deeply repulsive, whether that is in game advertising, whether that is jokes about about uh, the way that characters talk um or oh, love or those. Move.
2: this game. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. This is like everyone I went to middle school with. When it came together, and made a video <laughs> yeah. game. This game feels like, holy, tells, right? like, like gonna, I'm gonna whip up my lunch and they say it looks like diarrhea. Like it, Fuck this. <laughs>
3: like. This game feels like it's performing horny, but has never been horny in its life. Oh, it's never been horny in its <laughs> life. In it it's doesn't know what horny me. is. No, and it's
1: fine to not know what horny is, but it really wants <laughs> you to think it, it, says it's horny. Yeah, PP
2: on this sign is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire Wait, which life. One? There's a, a prominent screenshot, I'm sure like Chris Person retweeted it, that yeah. is just like a, an adult store, but the sign just says PP.
1: Oh yeah, PP. <laughs> no. Yeah, classic. Yeah, oh, uh, gotta a, go to the PP store. A Night City landmark PP. Well, like, it's
2: just like, uh-huh. why not just put the Tim Heidecker song about drinking hot piss in, in this in, in this the game? Directed. In this game, you know, no, this game
1: would be so much better if it did have a little bit of Tim Heidecker in it, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it if this very game was like Decker,
2: then it would be a much easier game to take because Decker's jank is part of the thing that they're saying, right? <laughs> Like right, right. Decker, um, Tim Heidecker has this whole ultra, like universe now where he plays a character that is himself, like but like the worst version of himself, including being a right winger. Um, okay. And in that he, in that universe, which includes uh, on cinema and Decker, uh, Decker is like a self-insert fan fiction TV show he's made with his friends that's produced very shoddily and um, exclusively from his perspective as a self-obsessed, narcissistic right winger. Right, yeah. so when in that when you go uh, Decker Port of Call New Orleans and everybody who's Creole speaks with a really fucked up accent, it's funny because we know that it comes from the perspective of Tim Heidecker the character.
4: Mm-hmm. Here it's right. like
2: whose perspective is it come from when people call the lar- you know the 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 bigger black gang boss a fat fuck behind his back. Right.
1: Whose perspective totally. does that come exactly. from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, and also, Dexter Deshawn. Uh, one of the, one of the big frustrations for me playing this game was like why can't I look like Dexter Deshawn? Dexter Deshawn yeah. looks sick to me. He looks so me. dope. Like he looks so dope and the character creator does not let you no. play in that space, right? Like you can have dark skin but like the black hair options, let me tell you, not there. Blackness has not really existed in the city beyond <laughs> Dexter Deshawn. Um you know, there is there is there is a Mexican gang, I believe they're Mexican um uh called the valentinos and i just finished a mission with them that that touches some like mexican culture stuff that i have the i have the uh intense suspicion was not necessarily my th- mm. there's a there's like a funeral there's like um uh uh i mean the, the the character calls it an ofrenda um which uh is like a it's like an altar that you put stuff on um uh to signify something that like oh this meant something to them um but from what i understand that's a that's a that's a dio uh de muertos thing not Mm -hmm. a muertos thing not a um just general funeral thing not like a every time someone dies we do this (laughs) um uh and so that was like okay like you're 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 building a game via Wikipedia here. If that's how you end up, or maybe not even. Maybe you know, because maybe I, I bet if you do the Wikipedia search for a friend, uh, you will end up. And I'm probably also butchering that. I'm, I, I apologize. Um, uh, but I mean, it's just like a close enough, yeah. Ofrenda, okay. yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> my, I will one day. I, I've i been practicing rolling my R's during, during, yeah. Um, you can you also uh, not quarantine. roll your R's because uh, I can't yeah. roll my R's at all? No, this has been like a quarantine thing that I've been practicing privately oh, and I'm embarrassed crazy. to do no. publicly still. Um, and the embarrassment makes it harder to do it publicly. Like I can walk I around mean, my neighborhood and do it, but I can't do it on a microphone yet, yeah, I I'll mean, it's there. the
3: same way any accent, like you just you have the embedded way that you spoke in your whole life, so it's hard to exactly learn it, either, yeah. either in yeah, either direction, yeah. from English to uh, anything else obviously, yeah,
1: anyway, it's the whole thing that I'm saying here is like i there was stuff about this game that I'm really enjoying that I. You know who I am. You know right. what I do is I get in front of a microphone and I try to sell you on a game. But there's so much here that has taken me out, or or that has made me go like, "Ugh." If I told someone to go play this game and then they meet this character, yeah, uh, they it's will like think
4: recommending that and i an fucked up like
0: this
1: before. Like, with I, like I think a lot about the time that I sent people to go play Breath of the Wild without giving a hard enough warning about the transphobia in that game. Like right. that sits with me in a real way. Yeah, um, because. To me, as someone on the out, and, and and you know, there was other stuff in that game that was like, you know, I think the Gerudo generally are also playing into stereotypes around race, and and like th- that has it always been the case in like in an Zelda Arabian games.
2: pastiche in a way that becomes more and more uncomfortable the longer it goes on. Uncommented totally. on. yeah,
1: totally. But the fact that I can sit in that space and be okay with stuff that offends me or that I think is insensitive or that is cruel. And in the case of certain, certain advertisements, especially in cyberpunk, uh, cruel, um, the fact that I can like be in that space without it, without it ruining my day does not mean that I, I should just assume that is the case for other people who are mm-hmm. who are playing the game and that limits me in a real way because like I don't want to I don't think that's necessarily enough for me to be like but I'm having a good time so fuck it uh, yeah. but you know what, it's a lot like in, in some ways it's not that different from and if, if people are listening and are like trying to like wrap their head around why that's the case think of it in the way that that In the same way that I'm having a good time playing this game in terms of bugginess, where the two bugs I've hit so far are an occasional T-pose in a a (laughs) cutscene. Not that often. Like, not as often as Rob had it, for Uh, instance. I didn't get uh any of the Rob stuff of people standing up and kneeling and standing up and sitting down (laughs) randomly, which sounded very funny. I didn't (laughs) get that at all. Got some T-posing. And then I had one quest where someone fell through the earth where um, I was I was supposed to kill them and I shot her with a shotgun one of the tech shotguns that can shoot through stuff mm-hmm. fell down and then she f- kept falling she just <laughs> fell below and it's a very funny clip and it's like and and you know there's a world in which I would have shared that clip traditionally but mm-hmm. like right now like I don't feel like I need to add to the footprint of a thing that sold 8 billion copies right. yes. you know <laughs> or 8 yes. million yes. copies I said billion I meant million 8 everyone on this planet had bought <laughs> cyberpunk at least once 8 billion copies sold <laughs> Jeez. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I – if if you can understand why in that situation, I wouldn't say, well, I'm not getting any – I'm not getting any uh, uh, bugs. I'm not getting any game-breaking bugs. So that's not really a problem. That's – you know – obviously mm-hmm. the person who says that is being deeply selfish and short-sighted and tunnel-visioned on their own experience and hey, this game is clearly very buggy and lots of people are having trouble with right. it and yeah. you don't want to be the person who is dismissing people's play experiences. That's also the case with the transphobia, with the racism, yes. with everything else in the game that yeah. doesn't work. It might not hit you that way. You mm-hmm. might be wondering why we're not, why Rob and I aren't trading stories about how we got in and out of this fight or whatever because because that's what we do with Immersive Sims. You might be, you know, wondering why Gita and I aren't talking about which character do we want to romance the most, because yeah. that's what we do with most games that have sick romance options. Yeah, um, because in like, this game.
2: Uh, anytime you know, I've seen people talking about the bugs, uh, and exclusively just the bugs, and being like, Well, is it really that much worse than any other game that comes out, uh, that is this big and this anticipated? And I understand wanting to be able to mentally separate what is just gamer outrage that we've seen, right, like right. that's overblown. Backlash and backlash from legitimate critique. And for all the issues here, the racism, the transphobia, the um, just like weird, like lack of storytelling and like weird, bad writing um, and the bugs, like all those issues. If if you have to, if you see like a lot of people complaining and you look at the substance of their critiques and they're all very similar and you can't already decide if it's that bad, I, I feel like you just need to sit back and just accept that many, many people have this issue and it might not apply to you, but that doesn't mean that the issue is not valid. You know, totally. I, I try to look at this in terms of when I <clears throat> when I report on The Sims, there's a lot of the times when The Sims fandoms has issues with things and I don't actually think that they're valid. But when mm-hmm. you look at their critiques, you understand that this level of anger comes from a genuine place that does have a kernel of truth to it. So when like Sims fans say that the developers are lazy because they won't add, they haven't added wheelchairs to the game yet. The developers are not lazy. They're not lazy at all. They're working very, 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 very hard. And there's a lot of (laughs) issues with adding wheelchairs to the Sims. Like you have to create animations and own like a new pathing and the pathing in the Sims is already kind of shitty. So like that is a lot of work but it is an issue that they don't have any representation of right. visibility in but, the game but
1: but that is but that is like a, exactly like that hits a true thing which yeah. is about what has been prioritized what has not been and in the yes. case of cyberpunk it's it's almost the opposite of what has been prioritized and it's like what has been allowed to slip through right yes. i saw a thing going around that seemed like it was a play on a, a classic right wing meme mm-hmm. about how Oh, yeah, black people only make up X percent of the population, but do but do X plus, you know, 30 percent of the crime wow. in, mm-hmm. in, in America, blah, blah, blah. And there's like a meme gesturing at that by way of talking about cars instead of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, OK, well, like, how did this get in? Who saw this? well how did they understand this why didn't they why weren't they more inquisitive about it what's that represent in terms of what was or wasn't put in place uh, the epilepsy thing is a similar situation right which is like someone seemingly drew on real So, for people who don't know who people anyone who missed this there are there are devices in this game in which you do a thing called a brain dance which is uh, sort of a vr uh, reliving someone's experience if you've seen Strange Days, it's very much like Strange Days, except a little bit more interactive in terms of the way that you interact with the, the recording. Um, and when you put the device on, it blasts your eyes with this bright light. Uh, and the initial uh, version of it, the version of it that was in the the game at launch, uh, you didn't talk about this last week, right? I didn't. Did, did you? Was this after this? But I don't want to. Re- I don't want to replicate telling of the story on from Thursday's show or Friday's show if you yeah. already hit this, um, but. Maybe you didn't. So, I, mm. I Leanna Rupert over at at Game Informer mentioned this or wrote about this. Uh, it you put this device on, it blasts your eyes with with rapid light. Um, and one of the things that that she said basically was like, "Hey, as this when this thing works specifically, when this thing triggers, it it looks it looks almost exactly like a diagnostic device." That uh, real doctors use, real ne- neurologists use, to trigger seizures among people who have epile- uh, elep- ep- epilepsy mm-hmm. and who have uh, seizures.
2: Yeah, it's um, a diagnostic tool to see whether or not you do get seizures.
1: You, exactly, exactly. Um, um, I, you know, uh, this shit gets me really heated uh, for like deeply personal reasons. <laughs> my mom. Uh, had brain surgery when I was a kid, uh, and because of because of the condition that brought her to that, she's not epileptic, but she does have seizures, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and it has very similar uh, triggers. And the idea of me like playing this game in front of her—imagine a world in which I was still in academia instead of being in games journalism. And I didn't pay as close attention to discourse. I was like, oh man, they made a cyberpunk game, mom, you should watch me play the cyberpunk game. And like being in that room and having that happen is like totally yeah. a thing that could have happened if I was home for the holidays and I hadn't fixed this. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, um, we've been
2: we've been to uh, like video game conventions where one of our mutual friends has been unable to yes, enter rooms, yes, because of flashing lights, you because know? of
1: flashing lights and shit like this. Because yeah. people do not think about this, yeah. Um, uh, and so and so, this is a situation where, like, do I think that device was in the game? They've since patched it down, uh, to to where it is, it is, it doesn't seem like it triggers, uh, that stuff uh, anymore. It's it's like you know, been slowed down. It's not as bright, etc. Um, uh, and you know, in the original thing, um, in the original report that, that Liana did, um, she writes, if not model after the IRL design, it's very spot on coincidence. And because this is one aspect that I would personally, because of that, this is one aspect I would personally advise you avoid altogether. When you notice the headset come into play, look away completely or close your eyes. This is a thing that's like, I, this doesn't need to have been malicious or an intentional attempt to hurt people mm-hmm. for it to be like negligent in a way that is that borders on cruelty, right? You have to think about what, for me, especially with companies, I'm not talking about like your friend makes a mistake and we can talk about good intentions or bad intentions. When a company that's going to sell 8 million copies of a thing fails to think, if people with epilepsy play this game, will they be triggered into having seizures? We were talking about a sort of negligence that goes beyond you know, your friend, you know, forgot to bring the beer over and now your party sucks or, or, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. We're, and I, we're, we're even beyond someone offends you in a personal manner. We're, we're at the point at which both there was a failure at that company level and there was a failure at the Sony and Microsoft level for not catching this during certification processes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at that point, I think that we are allowed to talk about – the outcomes are allowed to talk about the, the, and I think this is also true then for the rest of that content. It does not need to be that someone is sitting in a room, you know, like thinking up the best ways to offend trans people. Mm-hmm. What, what matters is the, the, protections were not in place people were not hired to speak to the trans experience people were not hired to speak to what it means to be a japanese person or a japanese american to to read this stuff and go like hey wait a second doesn't this play into some shit that's like literally 40 year, year old uh racist and uh, you know um nationalist anxieties around around race and culture um and and yeah without I, I, those procedures in place you're gonna have a worse a worse game and and you're going to end up you know hurting people physically or emotionally or both
2: I feel like uh, what gets lost when we talk like I see a lot there's a lot there's a brand of um of video game critique I think most typified most commonly typified by Jim Sterling that is like a consumer yeah. rights approach and I think yes. what that misses in terms of uh, critiquing the practices of companies like this is that they they don't actually care about you the consumer you <laughs> in the personal they compare about the investors of the company and they decided that the investors of the company their needs in terms of having a the best the biggest big video game of the year are more important than the needs of not just the individual consumer but like people at large like people in general they're mm-hmm. they've made it very clear you know this is how and this is how capital actually works you know this is how capitalism actually is structured so that the people at the very very top make all the choices and everybody else doesn't really get a say so even if you are see it's it's very tempting to see this as a consumer rights issue but this is an issue of just like the inhumanity of capitalism. That isn't, I mean, I know I've made, now made this incredibly <laughs> broad, but CD Projekt Red is a corporation. It is a large multinational yeah. corporation. Yeah. And yeah. that means that they are susceptible to these same foibles just like any other company is. And it doesn't matter how much they say they love their fans. They are ultimately beholden to the investors over you.
1: Yeah. Um, and And those investors do not care if they get their depiction of trans folks right no because they right don't now care the, if people
2: get seizures clearly <laughs> like, they don't
1: care if, right 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 exactly i mean you know what they would care about is a huge lawsuit what they would care about is if there really was a big huge push to to deplatform the game somewhere because of that or something yeah like. but, that's, but that's as we can see you know twitch because likewise is not the big even, platforms want that check yeah right? yeah twitch
2: mm-hmm. is not I, I uh, me and matt galt did a blog about this uh last week but Twitch is not uh, penalizing right. streamers who show the multiple multitudes of incidences of nudity in the game, even though games that are not all that different <sighs> from Cyberpunk are still banned oh, from the platform right. outright. <laughs>
1: uh, I think those other games are different. Whether you're talking whether you're talking about Robert Yang's games, which have dick in them, which are, are which have dick in them for an important reason. Yeah. Which is like to communicate something about masculinity and sexuality and and penises and et cetera. Or frankly, I think the games that have dick in them t- to be like horny are better about having dick in them because they're actually horny yeah. <laughs> yeah. and are actually doing something there. Yeah, I, you know, I'm dramatical whatever, murder
2: this. is a banned game, a banned cyberpunk game about sex, <laughs> death, and violence.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. there are other if, things out there that are wise, in the space. That Very are actually similar. doing something there. I'm yeah. 15 hours into this game. I've not seen my character's junk show up once. I've seen sex scenes in this game. Junk does not show up. I don't know. Oh, that wow. option is there is like stapled onto the top of this game in a way that I don't know what they thought the positive outcome was. Outside of pandering to a question they th- that they misunderstood, yeah. right? Because like, yeah. this is also a game in which gender is locked to your your or sorry, pronoun choice is locked to your character's voice. This is a game that does not have which which I understand from talking to people. Uh, you know, I, I have friends in game development, and I understand how you can make a decision early on in game development that limits you late in game development. Where you go like, oh yeah, we'll just have all of the all of the masculine voice options. Uh, pull from this huge catalog of responses. And so in some of those responses, it says, you know, you know, leave him alone or something because you've chosen the, the masculine voice, quote unquote, at the top of the game. And I get that that's something that's like hard to swoop in and fix later. But again, what that represents is the right people weren't in place at the top of the game. Uh, game development to ensure that you don't fall into that trap, and that the it wasn't prioritized or given the the resources necessary in order to fix it in the long term, uh, because because it would be very expensive by the time that they decided if they decided at all that it was worth actually addressing. Um, but you know, again, no gender queer options. Though in the past they had talked about potentially including in, including non-binary options at least, um, uh, if not something even more broad than that. Um, and so, like all that stuff, to me. I, we we're like talking around 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 kind of core points here um is like i don't know how much more i'm going to end up talking about cyberpunk my guess is i'm gonna keep playing it i'm not getting that many bugs i think it runs pretty well in my system you know all, all said um especially after i found uh uh some stuff that was like oh yeah it, it's not pulling enough ram out of your actual ram make this switch and make it run better huh. um which i did and it does i'll link you to it kato <laughs> uh, so you're playing on stadia uh, yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter yeah just- um uh but like i don't know it is very hard for me to be like i need to use this platform that we have to keep talking about cyberpunk because it doesn't need our platform <laughs> right yeah um and it's, it's a weird the joe it's a,
2: rogan of video games
1: seriously right like the yeah. last thing i need which is like which is the like i don't tweet about joe rogan when joe rogan says some dumb shit either yeah like my i don't guy need to add is, my
2: commentary to that mess <laughs> no, oh, no
1: no, my voice does not matter there I, I guess it's like while I'm talking about it for the first time having played it now and this is probably the one time this year that I talk about this game it's like I so badly wish we got the ver- more of the stuff that's good in that game I wish the people who made the stuff in that game that feels deeply human and considered the stuff that thinks about genre at least the stuff that has uh, the occasional really sharp idea around something or the, the, the people there who there are times when you can feel the writer's room and someone says, no, we cannot just have cyber psychos in this game. I know that they were a thing in the original game. Cyber psychos are the thing where if someone has too much cyberware, they, they lose control of their body, become hyper aggressive and, and start hurting people. Um, which, is, which is to say someone who has lots of cybernetics, someone who has lots of you know, prostheses, prostheses uh, loses their mind. Um, And you can see that someone goes like, no, we're not going to have a game where you go around and kill people because they were so disabled and had so many uh, implants put in that they're now crazy – um, but what we get is this middle ground where instead what we get is a series of boss fights where you're supposed to take them down non-lethally because a character believes that this that cyber psychosis, quote unquote, is actually a kind of cultural myth and that what we're having is uh, a crisis of mental illness where treatment is is available and where resources aren't being given to, to poor people, basically. And some of those quests do hit on, the, hit on that stuff very directly where you talk to people who like served in war and then they came back and were given cheap implants and those cheap implants didn't match with their, you know, with their genetics or blood type, right? And they're, you know, da 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 da. And you can feel someone trying to pull that idea of the cyber psycho right. back over the finish line into a space where it's trying to say something about the world and about politics and about who gets you know, kind of stepped on here. But at the end of the day, most of these are still big fights in arenas against cyber psychos who have sick, sick cyber arms. Let them do electricity punches or do like quick dodge moves or whatever. And it's like. I wish the, the person who started pulling that, that over the edge back towards here's how we do this idea in an updated way, I wish those people yeah. were allowed to even pull further or were in a position where they could have shaped more of this game because when it does the stuff that is – that is deeply human. When it's quiet, this is stuff that Rob talked about. When it's that stuff, instead of aggressively transphobic, instead of aggressively racist, instead of aggressively like uh like Gita, you know, like you said, like middle school-ish, yeah. where like seven dildos in a room. Let me tell yeah. you, one dildo in a room, huh? Okay, there's a dildo. <laughs> Two dildos in a room. Is this a joke? What's going on? Seven dildos in a room. You've lost me. Seven dildos in a room. You just learned
2: the word dildo, and you think it's you the word dildo. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. You
3: think it's hilarious. It's past. Um, It's it's past even seven in a single room because it's seven in
1: every single room, (laughs) right? Exactly (laughs) on the fucking (laughs) sidewalk like they're on the sidewalk (laughs) they're everywhere i need the dildo patch get the dildos out of (laughs) here
3: it's just like it it like yeah
1: it's it's like someone thought that joke was funny once and wanted to tell (laughs) it again every single like minute yeah Uh uh-huh yeah it's one of those things where it's like that is i wish that i wish that other game was the one that we got i i i I will personally probably continue to put hours into this because i've not played a fallout game in quite some time and because i am pretty hyper aware of what's fucked up here um, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm curious about how some of this stuff shakes out and how it's handled, but I'm, I don't know that I'm going to report in with my weekly cyberpunk <laughs> update at this point like because I don't think I have anything to add. Please don't. Know?
2: Honestly, I really just, yeah. like I, this does occupy the same mental space as someone like Joe Rogan for me. Like every time someone talks shit about who's guested on Joe Rogan, I'm just like, it's impossible to avoid that man. Like he's the most popular totally. podcast in the United States. I, there's totally. you can't deplatform Joe Rogan, but we can just at least not talk about him. And we don't
1: need right exa- We don't need to talk about the porn we're watching on this on this show. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, <laughs> like exactly, there are that are exactly. Like, Again, like,
1: you no. Know, this is not a we. Not every entertainment that you watch has to be turned into content to to get more eyes on it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's uh, interesting
2: to talk about the the foibles of the company CD Projekt Red. But that's right, different right. than talking about and coming in every week with our our Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven report. You know. Yeah.
1: Also, I want to I want to quote Carolyn uh, Pettit really quick, who had a good tweet yesterday because we're already in the part of the discourse around this game. Also, I came into this episode being like, we're not going to talk about Cyberpunk. What hundred percent
2: did? <laughs> like, yeah, I the brought gravity. up the bugs I, during break and we're like, yeah, let's just talk about the bugs. And like, let's, let's, let's talk come about, about a the bugs. Totally so we'll talk thing. about the
1: bugs, and then we'll move on really quick. Yeah. You know, turns out no, fuck. Yep. Cannot escape Earth's gravity. Um, uh, the the uh, Carolyn, Carolyn noted. I was going to say is the discourse right now. We're in that moment where it might swing back the other way. Where it's like so the hype is so big. The hype gets deflated. Then you get this second read of like, wait a second. Maybe this is a diamond in the rough. If you can look past <laughs> the gross shit, you find da, 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 da. it. Right.
4: Um,
1: and one of the things that one of the things in the conversation over the weekend was. Um, Hey, this isn't a good fucking cyberpunk game. Uh, your character is constantly working with the police and says shit like not all cops are Bruh. bad. Uh Bruh. not all cops are bastards. Fuckin- is like a literal thing said in the game. And so people so so the first first layer of response was, um, that's not very cyberpunk. The second layer of response was, well, actually, V is a bad person. You need to understand. It's that not even just V, da. Literally, no, in not. the first like
3: fucking, uh, in the f- when you're sitting in the car with Jackie, Jackie's driving you home. This is like the very first quest. Sorry for the spoiler on this quest. But you watch Max Tax jump out of their fucking yes. thing and murk like yes. five fucking random people. And Jackie says, uh-huh. Damn, uh, too bad for uh-huh. them. They probably deserved it though. They probably what?
1: deserved it though.
3: Yeah. What
2: the fuck? Like, no, As we know, Judge Dredd. Like you're place literally, in, a he's literally with in the same
3: sentence. Talking system. about how <laughs> the <laughs> max tax is like like shitty
1: and like a horrible like yep. he made he makes max mention. tax by the way literally are the people who are pushed to being cypress. They are the people who are like one. They're, they're psychopaths. Yeah. They're psychopaths. If you've seen the anime psychopaths, <laughs> they are people who are uh, who are like super chromed out and kept on the edge of going into quote unquote cyber psychosis so that they can be deployed by the state as a as a you know a super powerful weapon that is still at the same time basically leashed to the state yeah. so that they can be deployed as a super powerful weapon. And it's like in that um, same
3: like the sentence before he's like decrying how fuck how fucked up that, that whole like troop is and how <laughs> like they should like kill everyone and then says but they, the people who they just killed probably deserved it. Like, what They it, probably deserved it. There's, there's such yeah, a no. weird writing going on here. That it's not even like different it's areas of the, the game. It's like sometimes individual characters contradict themselves within like seconds of like making their point, you know? Yes.
1: yes. Uh, uh, so the Carolyn tweet that I wanted to read in relation to this was, I've seen multiple people now say that Cyberpunk 2077 works as a critique of cops, etc., because we all understand that V is a bad person, and I get wanting to see our values reflected in in the stuff that we like, but come on, just accept that the game isn't leftist. It's okay. You can still like it. And I think that that is, like, please, I'm begging you if you're listening to this podcast, before you go into, like, the, like, galaxy brain take that actually this game, despite all of its flaws, like, let's just bracket those. Let's just move those to the side and talk about what's really the, – the heart of the game actually is still, you know, anti-corporate, blah, blah, blah. Like – you cannot bracket and put to the side the fact that the game is actually punching down, that the, the, the game is burning the margins um, in because there's an occasional glimpse of something different. Uh, you, you have to take those two things in in accord with each other. And then and then frankly, like for me, when I look at a cultural object like this, the thing, the the thing that I end up wanting to focus on is what produces those inconsistencies what produces the 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 game that at one point you know uh, in in one moment is able to occasionally give uh, a, a kind of deeply critical read on uh, the pharmaceutical industry or on the healthcare industry or on the military industrial complex or whatever, wherever it wants to take a target, and then, and then seconds later wants to celebrate the power and authority of the police. <laughs> um, the You have to look at what, what the, the conditions of production were, and that ends up being the kind of big takeaway, and the, the conditions of production are – a process that put a lot of people uh uh through a uh a, a deeply alienating uh work experience in which they are separated from the product of their labor uh by by needing to work ridiculous hours for a ridiculous amount of time and in which no safeguards were put in to ensure that the that the, the kind of game that they were making had a coherent <laughs> A philosophy, a coherent worldview, um, that understood the world that it was in and reflected um, the kind of the 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 worldview, e- either worldview that it was trying to espouse, and instead it was just a fucking disaster and a mess, and that's what you get from these conditions of production, um, and 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 that it also reflects what we what you said at the top, Gita, which is like Poland currently is going through uh, uh, a a kind of far right takeover in which. Queer folks are being targeted and and are fighting for their lives and for and for their rights. Yeah, I mean, um, I, uh, I, I, right I, now I,
2: in Poland, uh, abortion has been functionally banned. Uh, it's still right. legal, but it's very, 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 very difficult to get an abortion. So, like, this is this is the political climate under which the game was made.
1: Yes, and and that does not mean that people on that team are not out there in some instances marching, you know, hand in hand for abortion rights for queer mm. rights. Like I I I absolutely believe those people exist on that team. One hundred percent. But that does that that does not mean that the product that they're part of ends up coming out the other end because the production method is meant to stomp those sorts of voices down, or or at least at the very least, kind of coagulate everything there yeah. into a sort of mush. Uh, and something that that is more outspoken and and is more leftist or more coherent generally, maybe not even to the left, but just more coherent generally, is not something that gets produced under those under those conditions. Um, uh, instead, you get this kind of muck, uh, and I, and I think that that's that's where we're, we're kind of left with this thing. So,
2: yeah, I I am not going to say there should not be no should not be any conservative art. Like, uh, we both like the movie No Country for Old Men, which is an incredibly in- conservative message at the end of the day. And Cormac McCarthy's work is all extremely conservative. And it's yes. all really good. So I think he's one of the best writers of all time. It's just that I, I need it to be, one, like, that good. <laughs> and two, no. um, not uh, the cre- the conditions under which those pieces of art were made were ones where the work of the people who were making them was fundamentally respected. And I do not really see that from the end result here.
1: No, like I I, I can't think of a thing more of a snapshot of, of the industry than a game that was made under, uh, you know, tremendously exploitative conditions. Where for most of the production time, this came out over the weekend too, most of the production time the team believed that their bonuses would be tied to Metascore, <laughs> Metacritic score. Ridiculous. Uh, that was changed over the weekend. But also from from the article that I read, I think this was a Jason, a Jason article, a Jason Schreier article, um, the, they're also – the way the bonus system works is that – once a month, I believe you would get a special token that indicated it oh, was once a week.
2: Token system. The,
1: you get a token, a bird token, because the CD Projekt Red has a bird as its icon. Mm. You get a token that indicated that you did a good, good enough job to be marked for a bonus at the end of all of this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I collect those tokens,
1: yeah. and those tokens cash out. Uh, it's it's cool to bring company script back. Actually, I love that. I love that. that that's how that works. <laughs> mm. um, anyway, under those conditions. Into this, into this marketplace, into an industry that awards uh, that with a critics' award, uh, Last of Us Two, best direct direction. Is there any surprise that this is what we got? Yeah, y- you know.
2: Yeah. You can um, make great pieces of art that are just fundamentally have some weird conservative hatred in the middle of it. It's just like it has to be the coherent project like, and it has to be made under conditions that does not just demean the people who are working on it. All that stuff's going to bleed into the work.
1: <laughs> it is all going to bleed right in. All right. I think we got an episode here. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know if you mm, I think yeah, we did one. Yeah, this was I don't know. Did a podcast. <laughs> we did the podcast. <laughs> Um I hope everyone has a good week. We'll be back later this week. Actually wait, we are won't. we not going to be back later this week? We're taking Friday off except we're not. We're just finishing our Yeah. We set out <laughs> to do all of our game of the year recording on Friday and then we didn't do that. No. We got most of the way there but not Almost. all the way there. And so we need to we need to use our Thursday recording time this week to put a wrap on the rest of our stuff and and finish that up. Um so we will not be back later this week. I hope everyone has a good week. We'll be back. Will we be back next Monday, Kato? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I believe that was Regular when our- Regular podcast on Monday.
3: No. No. Next Monday is- Oh, is our stuff starting
1: next week? It's not- Oh, okay. Yeah, next well, then, next week great. is the 21st. That,
3: oh, that, right. The 21st through January 1st will be all our holiday coverage. Game of the okay. year. Never have I ever game. All sorts of fun stuff. It's great so we
2: far. We did some really good pods, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think we did yeah some, some
1: of those pods are really good. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions uh, or, or who submitted never have I evers and then holiday hot takes questions. They were all really good. We didn't get through everything, but we got through a lot of them. Um, I'm very happy with the never have I ever episode. I some think it incredible was incredible stories. It was so some.
2: I love hearing stories about how people play games, and this was like <laughs> some really interesting <laughs> ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for people to hear that one. Um, so yeah, we still have a couple more episodes to go and uh to record so we'll be doing that uh later this week and i hope everyone has uh, i guess in that case this is the last live episode dropping before the holidays before the pre-recorded ones come so thank you all for sticking with us this year this has been a nightmare year i'm sure i'll say (laughs) something similar to this in our final game of the year episode but let me say it now too just in case um, you know this has been a nightmare year for everybody uh, and and you know for, for some more than most and our hearts go out to people who have been directly affected by COVID who have had to work because they've been deemed essential and because our government has not supplied any sort of uh, uh, legitimate or or reasonable amount of support for folks um, uh, you've made this year a lot easier for us um, and and have helped me keep going uh, it's been tough, and uh, I hope everyone has a good holiday. Happy Hanukkah to everyone who's celebrating currently. Um, and uh, happy happy holidays to everyone else who will be celebrating in the near future. Um, stay safe, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can you find uh, you, Gita?
2: At XOXO Gossip Gita.
1: Kado
3: At A underscore Kado underscore appears
1: uh and as always you can find us twitter.com slash waypoint waypoint waypoint.vice.com um shout outs to bowen for letting us use a track miss you off the ep pale machine find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash b-o-e-n look forward to our holiday stuff coming just a week from today so look forward to that uh and until then fuck capitalism for real though go home except don't travel right now if you (laughs) if you can help it (laughs) Right. And if you do do so safely, please don't get pressured into, like, getting on a bus or a plane right now. I, like, I, I know it'll be a big fight, but please be safe if you can. Um, uh, for those of you who, who uh, you know, are being pressured to go home for the holidays or whatever. And for those of you who, who are spending the holidays alone and wish you were not, uh, whether that is because of COVID or for other reasons, uh, our hearts are with you. And I know how hard that is. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, love uh, and care to everyone listening. All right, on that note, peace. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, oh, I really want to play it at the end. I did not make time for it this weekend. I'm mad for myself. Oh. Uh, hold on. Sorry. I could barely
3: hear that sentence. You're, like, really robot Austin. Uh-oh. Oh, huh?
2: Yeah, just yeah i was even getting you're very bleepy and bloopy in the last couple of minutes i thought it was me
1: <laughs> no it's my connection why so i can't upload this thing right now
3: okay
2: okay i can still basically understand you yeah
1: it seems okay. to have so, evened out
3: at least just that last sentence right there yeah i think
1: we're good now we'll see this upload is finally moving so great mm, no it's still going all over the place i love this i love this for me you are you are not Optimal roboting baby. anymore but are you sure are you sure I'm not robot anymore? Because it still oh, have like, a level mm-hmm. one voice connection. Okay. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: When you're perfectly still, everything is great.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, let me turn off my camera.
2: There we go. I think that Let's will work that for helps. the rest of the pod. Hopefully, that will help. Hopefully, yeah. that will help. Yeah.
1: Okay.
3: So, what did you say when I said that I was playing until dawn? <laughs> we go from there because uh, I didn't hear that.
1: I said, "Oh, I really wanted to play that this weekend." Oh, also, my picture of Juanito just sent. Kato, I have new equipment. What? I, I a whole new setup.
3: Say your mic. It sounded should be different. fine,
1: but I might I might be a little a little soft. Um, in terms, you of.
3: sound this. you sound alright right now.
1: Okay. Um, my I hope like, is that it's easier than ever to pull out the any noise, any background sounds,
3: noise. It sounds cleaner. It almost sounded yeah. when I, I had my volume down, and it sounded like when your old mic was. Peaking, but it's actually
1: because it just sounds fuller,
3: you know. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's a 4K. Wow.
1: I have what? a 4K mode.
2: uh-huh Whoa, shit. excuse me, what? It's really the mic is not
1: the mixer is. Yeah, exactly.
2: If you want to feel like Austin's just whispering socially into your ear, that's, boy, that's what honey. I, I
1: yeah, exactly. The 4K <laughs> button allows you to add extra analog magic, quote unquote. To your input when you need it, it injects a com- it injects a combination of high frequency EQ boost together with some finely tuned harmonic distortion to help enhance sounds. Huh. That bullshit. sounds fake. It's bullshit. It's it bullshit. they yes. called it
2: magic number one. Yeah, <laughs> like-
1: they called they put it in quotes too. They put it like magic. Like yeah, oh, okay.
2: Don't even don't call attention to it. Uh-huh. To your bad uh-huh. copy. Come <laughs> on.
1: The thing is, it's supposed to be a callback to when this company made a four thousand series console. Which uh, was often referred to as the SSL four K. This is like back in this like years and years ago, you know. So, so like, that is a looking- great
2: sorry, go ahead. There's a great sign we pass all the time near me that mm-hmm. uh is the the clo- now closed office of the Church Ushers Association of Brooklyn.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I'll it's in the chat, but this is how it says our motto fellowship, but this is how they do the punctuation. And I think about it
1: every
2: day. Where? What quote uh, does that quote belong to? Co- yeah,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> that's incredible. Like,
2: it's so good.
1: That's so good.
2: They're quoting. Their motto is them quoting themselves saying fellowship. <laughs>
1: fellowship. Our motto. <laughs> you know, when we say fellowship, that's our that's our motto. <laughs> also, I'm not going to close the whole quote. Just no. that. Yeah. It's so good.
2: It's it's a perfect sign
1: oh that's incredible all right let's time about this we should be fine
2: oh time that is baby
1: um all right ready Uh let's do let's do 43 seconds okay